2: Boy, you better take me up to that apartment That you clearly cannot afford Being a mailroom clerk And even though I left my boyfriend in the
1: big city Just to come back here to my hometown And milk cows You better sit me on the couch Cause you know what happens next We about to watch a rom-com I don't need
2: no wine and dine I want something high class, high class. I spend my nights at home romancing the podcast into these movies that are trash. Trash. Meet us to a bookstore, and then we'll smash. Roll call: Todd, page the, the other guy. Oh yeah. Mikey. Mikey. Ever since I dropped this thing off the cop car, it's not working. <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
1: why's well, my computer not working oh yeah i dropped it off a cop car
2: we were like going to a call and all of a sudden this like thing falls and i was like that's the computer I left it on top
0: i was like turn it around <laughs> the fact that it's not like a shattered piece <laughs>
2: there's a corner missing and like a crack in it.
0: it's like that scene in the mission impossible with henry cavill where he just like uses the computer to knock a guy out and then he opens it and it's all fucked up. That scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you send us a photo? Oh my god, Mikey (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever called the IT department? I was like,
2: Yeah, you're gonna have to go ahead and order me a replacement computer. I'm gonna use this as long as I can, but just go ahead and get it going. They're like, what happened? I was like, fell off the car. We were going like forty five miles an hour Uh, god, Fucking smashed.
0: I know we don't have Laugh lines on this show <laughs> Holy shit Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod You had us at Hello I'm Paige
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's Paige Wesley I'm Mikey Randall Oh yeah yeah
1: And I'm Todd Schlosser And this week Paige <laughs> made us watch
0: Ghost. Ghost.
2: Ghost. Paige has to take a break now. She'll come back later. Yeah, Paige is going to have
1: to giggle laugh for the next 35 minutes.
2: <laughs> you can't
0: drop knowledge like that on me and be like, then start the podcast.
2: It was literally dropping knowledge.
0: Yeah, literally dropping a laptop uh, of knowledge. Oh, uh, I don't know what co- Todd's going to cut out or not, but Mikey left his laptop on top of a police car that then drove away, and then they drove back to get it, and he's recording on it now. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Damn, you kind of lucked out And then he sent us A photo of a piece Of his laptop it that is it is <laughs> I'm astonished It works
1: He does have like One of those Like circle rings Around him You would put in Like a Like a glamour Ooh. shots Photo Which is hilarious To me That's my filter <laughs> I use the Oops I dropped it Filter on zoom uh, Just lights and sirens I was like Oh yeah
2: Left the computer on the roof. We have to go back. I went to the office to tell that story and they're like, You know not to put stuff on the roof. <laughs> you know better. Which I was like, man, guess that's my brand.
1: So le- let's get into the episode. I can tell already it's gonna be a good one though. Which reminds me. oh. It brings me to my ghost my ghost joke.
2: Okay. Anytime Patrick Swayze attacks people and then like it doesn't show him and they're just like fumbling around the world, hitting things and things hitting them. Yes. That's how I live my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you also live your life the way this movie depicts opening doors? Because I don't know if you know, but no one unlocks a door in this movie. They only shoot the lock. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Paige, <laughs> this is America. Yeah.
0: What are you going to use a
1: door like with your hands? What it's like a baby's toy (laughs)
0: Oh god Here's the thing I genuinely liked this movie I thought it was pretty good But that laptop you set me off bro
1: <laughs> Paige I love this movie I haven't seen it Probably like 20 years But I cried tonight Watching it But like There are plenty Of really funny things That we're gonna have To make For fun sure. of In this movie Cause it did come out In 1990
0: Yes This was also My first time Seeing it today Oh really Okay Yeah I had never I had never seen it before I cried a lot Me
2: too <laughs> Me too man I'm gonna say This was also My first time Cause I remember parts, oh. but I've never Like comprehended What was going on Well,
1: I'm so happy to be with you For both of your first times for this Because it is like (laughs)
0: I don't like the way you said that. I don't
1: like it either. <laughs> I was there, Paige. Oh, God. <laughs> it is a good movie. Like, genuinely, I love this movie. It's very
0: sweet. Yeah. I think you could trim 10 minutes out of it. But oh, that's sure. That's not too bad. Sure, sure,
1: sure. It's fine. For a 90s movie, it's fine. But, like, it's fine. they did their best to make Demi Moore look like a 13-year-old boy this whole movie. And she still <laughs> looks good like so that. So you don't like
2: pixie cuts, is what you're saying.
1: Aww. It's pixie cuts, which I'm into. You can make that work. And she does. But they also put her in like button down shirts That are buttoned all the way up to the top Like she just got out of church She's an artist She has her hair in a ponytail And she wears glasses <laughs>
2: And she's got yeah. paint on yeah. her overall That's
1: what it is she hasn't had her she's all that moment because her boyfriend that was supposed to do it for her died. She's also grieving her dead boyfriend. <laughs> not at the beginning of the movie. She's deeply in love with Roadhouse Swayze. And they're remodeling. What do you <laughs> want her to dress like? Jimmy Moore's not hot with that sledgehammer
2: and that and that N95 mask with the be
0: I said earlier, like it's she was hot in this movie. She was. I think, uh, oddly enough, she looks a lot like her daughter. In this movie, I was very, very struck by how much she looks like rumor, but also she has the same haircut as the I I haven't watched the show, so I don't have the context for it. But the Negroni uh, Spagliano with Rose, the like meme that's going around. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that same haircut. And I was like, wow. Everything does come back.
1: It does. Yeah.
0: So like I was
1: born in a time when Whoopi Goldberg was like already a thing. Like she was already an established actress by the time I like became aware of pop culture around me, right? So like I always just assumed that she'd always been famous. But like if this is the first time you saw Whoopi Goldberg in anything, I'd have been like, man, that lady is hilarious and awesome. She's going places.
0: I feel like if this was the first time you saw you saw Whoopi Goldberg in anything. You'd been under a rock for a good five years. No, no, I know, years. I know. I'm <laughs> just saying, like... <laughs> Even at the
1: time. Yeah, yeah, But, I mean, I had been, more or less. You know, I was alive in 90 when this came out, but I was a kid-ass kid. But, like, man, she was great in this movie.
0: I mean, if, if you were like, who is this new upstart, you would have had to have been like, what's the color purple? <laughs> like, that, that's...
1: <laughs> I thought Sister Act was after this, but I honestly, Paige, Sister I have Act no is idea. Sister Act only two
0: years after this.
1: That makes sense, though, because... They remembered That she had donated This four million dollars To the Catholic Church And they were like Wait Who are you going to try And make go Undercover with the church And they're like She gave you four million dollars You can cover her For three (laughs) months You remember her right Also giving the Catholic Church Four million dollars Is like going to I don't know microsoft and giving them four million dollars like why would you it wasn't like the church blank check
2: it was that specific homeless shelter
1: oh no it it went straight up to corporate and they get their monthly (laughs) allowance like there's no way they didn't go right to the pope i know the catholic church is one of the richest organizations that has ever existed in the world like that money could have been been better served anywhere else okay i have a, a sad confession to make what when we did king ralph I went and watched both sister acts right after we did that movie. Because it's like, I don't know why.
2: It just felt very similar in vibe. Yeah, because the world before 9 11 was good.
0: I don't know that (laughs) that's
2: true for us. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and white males yeah maybe a little bit better
2: yeah that's probably true yeah
0: <laughs> i was on a podcast last night where i had to like smoke weed and then hear about a thing from history every day and the the host who who is a very nice guy uh but is a a white male and he was like Yeah, so he, I guess, somehow convinced his two wives to move into this house. And I was like, it was the 1800s. They didn't have no choice, dude. And he was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) I was like, "Yeah, (laughs) yeah, bro. We didn't even have credit cards till the 70s. I don't. And in fairness, I'm not
1: sure many people had credit cards in the 70s. But like, women couldn't get bank accounts till the 70s. Right. Like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. much worse than oh, I can't get a credit card. It was like financial abuse. And financially, <laughs> the country has been much worse since then. I mean, Mikey is that is like a classic case of correlation, correlation does in. not equal causation. Yes, right. What also happened around that time was Reagan destroyed the economy and we've just been living out late stage capitalism for 40 years. But what is Reagan if not millions of women with credit
0: cards? <laughs> I like that Mikey's like why is the economy bad? Well women be shopping so <laughs> You know how women shopping hurts the
1: economy page. You know them pumping money back into the economy It's terrible. Mm.
2: Fake money on credit because they're credit cards oh my god
1: this is why people think you have like hot alt-right tics it's not my fault that people cannot read sarcasm (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get into it why don't you tell us why you like this movie
2: yeah Okay I thought it was well directed In a way that I thought Was interesting And like even the special effects Held up in a way That I was surprised I did. about
1: Man. There's only really one time When a special effect Made me giggle Because it wasn't great And that's the <laughs> yeah, that's second a... time You see the, the yes. shadow monsters
0: And it pops up With a weird smile yes. yeah.
1: <laughs> Like for no reason It all of a sudden Has eyes and a mouth Like the worst jack-o-lantern You've ever seen Yeah But the first time They were so scary And effective yeah, I agree yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look good I was like like, oh that looks good
0: yeah
2: yeah the second time is the
0: only time it didn't hold up
2: In my head Canon, they were using people they've already taken to like go take other people and yeah. like, they're like part-time jobs in hell and like that guy was like really into it
0: yeah 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 i mean the worst part of prison was the dementor
2: <laughs> yeah it's me prison mike
0: <laughs> uh
2: but I, you know i thought the story worked it was like yeah. well paid it was like more of a it was a good mystery too like
0: yeah it was kind of a crime drama and i was yeah. kind of into that yeah
2: i was like whoa we haven't done
1: this before <laughs> I, I loved it Like I really loved The crime drama aspect of it Because they really I think do a good job Of like forecasting That Carl's the bad guy
0: Right I knew from moment one. Oh, yeah. yeah Even
1: before Roadhouse is dead You can tell Like the seeds have been laid Right So like When they're about to reveal That he is the bad guy It's like super early on It's like 30 minutes Into the movie And I was like Yeah Why are they revealing this So soon And Natalie was like Oh because he can't can't tell anybody. So, like, everyone else won't know. And I was like, oh, shit, this is like a crime thriller. I'm into it.
0: Yeah, like, he has to find out, like, how do I get this information to people when I can't talk to anybody? Yeah.
1: Okay, here's what I hated. Okay, tell me everything, Mikey. All
2: right. It's the end. He's walking into the light. You're crying. Everyone's crying. Super emotional moment. And he's like, you get to take the love with you. And you're like, oh, my God, what a well-written final line. And then he stops again, and then he goes, Mikey. We'll see ya. <laughs> if he I,
1: out, I, the light. I wrote it out. <laughs> I love that we all wrote that down. Cause I absolutely wrote that down. It took too long as well. Cause every time he says something and he's like walking into the light, he like turns around and goes the love I'll take you take it with you whatever line super sweet but then you get a reaction take from Demi Moore who says nothing and it's just like silent
0: crying <laughs> <laughs> yeah which <Yeah>. is <Yeah>, <laughs>
1: emotional like that is very sad from her perspective
0: I'm watching but, it like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then,
1: yeah, same and then he's like walking turns back around and goes see ya and then like, yeah, turns I was like back around. we get another reaction shock for day And she knows. See you
2: later, I guess. <laughs> and, like, she says it too. And I was like,
1: what the fuck? And then he turns back around and keeps walking. And then he turns around and goes, oh, hey, uh, would you please throw away all my pornography before my parents come over and get my stuff? <laughs> That'd be great. Also, you're going to have to move because there's no way you can afford that place on uh, artists, quote unquote, salary.
0: Oh, by the way, I showed Carl that pic from Reno.
1: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, when she was like, that photo from Reno, I was like, I have to know what's on the photo. Like it has to be. You happen, know like-
0: what's on the photo.
1: <laughs> and see,
2: that's why when you rehearse a good line for when you're dying, like you can't talk after you drop that bomb. Where he's like, I Molly, I, I or whatever your face is. It's Molly. You're right. You. It's Molly. Yeah, it Molly? You, you were yeah. right. I've always loved you. And you get to take all that love with you. And then I'm like, oh. What a great way to, like, say goodbye. I wanted, like, go be happy. I wanted something, like, to encourage her to, like, live.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I honestly think that that is very much a go be happy sort of line. So he's, like. And you can see it on his face because he, like, smirks. He's, like, I'm fucking nailing this goodbye. Oh, yeah. And then he, like, turns turns around.
2: And he's, like, wait a minute. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta give her one last smolder Which coming from a ghost could be a threat (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll see you in seven days Days. It becomes like the ring I'm here for that bro
0: It reminded me of I don't know how recently either of you have seen the movie Dodgeball (laughs) (laughs) Not recently enough I do love that movie the character of Patches O'Houlihan appears as a ghost after being killed by a falling slot machine.
1: Yes, after being crushed by two tons of irony, I believe Vince Vaughn says. Yes, because
0: it was the it says luck, luck of, of the, the Irish. Irish. <laughs> yes, yeah. But he he appears in a sweaty scarf and just says, "Listen up, Dane. you can do it. I believe in you." <laughs> Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and then it leaves. But that's how it felt to me.
1: Honestly, Paige, I am so livid that dodgeball ripped off Ghost. Like, come up with your own bit, dodgeball. Bye-bye. <laughs> what, what makes it
2: worse about Ghost is that you're actively crying when it pisses you yes, off. Yeah, I was yes, full so sobbing, hard. and then he goes, see you. And I was like, oh, I don't love that. That's like the Ditto. funeral I went to. <laughs> it's like, I, I recently went to a funeral. Oh, yeah? Uh, this is really sad. One of the officers from the program, he died of cancer, and like he, he really liked helping people. So I was like, he really loved working with the crisis intervention team. Anyway, like a really close friend came up, and then like his boss came up, and like everybody had all these like really kind words, and like everybody was sobbing in the whole place. And then like this preacher came up, and he was crazy, <laughs> and he was so crazy. <laughs> Go on. He used the term fake news twice. Oh, God. At a funeral? At a funeral. And he's talking about we shouldn't pump money into the fake economy. And like everybody went from like crying to confusion so quickly. (laughs) He's like, so-and-so getting cancer isn't an oopsie. And I was like, "What? What? what? And then he's like, when he's when God comes back and the Earth's reborn, there won't be any more gluten.
1: What? They're gonna take the my fuck? gluten. What?
2: There won't be what any what more G- GMOs to, that cause cancer. And I was like, gluten causes cancer. Oh,
1: and so everyone
2: it. has stopped crying at the funeral, and we're all just like looking at each other and like
1: looking. If you are listening, nodding along to what the preacher is saying in this story, you need help. It was so confusing for everyone emotionally. (laughs) The only time you're allowed to say fake news at a funeral is if you're there with the police revealing someone's faking their own death. And he's actually alive. (laughs) And you're like, oh, this is all
0: fake news. I mean, it, it would make me wonder if prior to his death, if he thought his cancer was caused by gluten and I would be like, I should have talked to him about that. (laughs) Yeah, you could have had way more bread. I didn't know (laughs) him that well, I guess. I mean, I knew him, but like... Not, do you believe gluten is causing your cancer? Well, I believe that heaven has all of the the best parts of Earth and the good things that we enjoy on Earth. And so if you tell me that there's no fucking bread... I don't want to (laughs) go. I got to have some words.
2: Yeah, not that fake non-gluten bread.
0: Here's the thing. I can't imagine that there wouldn't be bread in heaven... Because, as we all know, this is Christ's body that we should share with each other. Like, the dude shows up as bread. There
2: better be bread or I'll be taking a bite of his calf thinking it's sourdough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, there is bread in heaven. Eric Clapton wrote a song about it. Oh, wait, that was tears in heaven. My bad.
0: It's
2: unlimited table-side bread and butter.
0: Unlimited breadsticks.
1: When you're here, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Sure as
0: long as
2: there's bread I thought this movie also did an interesting Like world building with like The ghosts and stuff
1: I wanted Ghost 2 with Whoopi Goldberg And Demi Moore solving crimes Like that is the sequel I am here for Yes, Sam comes back as an angel to help Solve it at the end like there's no Way that would have not been a mega hit In 93 Uh, We need to talk about Sam's ultimate white guy
2: Name Sam Sam Wheat? Wheat Yes,
1: he even sounds like
2: white bread. Oh, yes. (laughs) And as a businessman, Patrick Swayze, not convincing. No. When he's like, my suit's too tight. I'm like, you're too muscular to
1: be doing (laughs) this kind of math. Your
0: neck is too thick for the business world, sir. (laughs) You're only saying that
1: because the office looked like a shoebox inside a smaller shoebox. And there were eight (laughs) desks in there. And that was it. And they were supposed to be Rich bankers.
0: Oh, have you never been to an office, Todd? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: This is before open concept. This is the 90s. There were no windows. If you ever go to like a bank's headquarters, the walls are windows. You know whose office now has no windows? Mine. They're like we're giving you your
2: own office space. And I was like, "Oh, I get my I get my own office space." Man, I feel like I'm moving on up. It's a closet.
0: Did you know what other movie the bank has been in? Cuz we see the actual bank that he like works for essentially. Is it
2: Trading Places?
0: No, it's well maybe. It's in The Mask. Oh no uh, shit! Oh.
1: oh, we need to do the mask.
0: I love the mask.
1: It's not as good as *Son of the Mask* with Jamie Kennedy. Uh, but... How dare you? How dare <laughs> I've
0: actually you? Actually, never seen it. Oh, you want to die today? <laughs> <laughs> do you also think Pinkerton is Weezer's best work? Don't.
1: <laughs> Can't get into it. Oh my god! Maybe we should get into this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene, though.
0: Let's do it. Fuck!
1: This episode is gonna be unhinged. I can feel it. <laughs> It's just <laughs> insane already. I
0: haven't even opened an energy drink yet. I've
1: only slept
2: three hours or whatever. Let's do, do it. Oh yeah,
0: we should talk about how Mikey was like on scene
1: helping with a crisis situation until like what was it four a.m. Mikey?
2: Four thirty. Yeah. I was only
1: there for fourteen hours. Yeah, and then you got to go home at four thirty in the morning and sleep for like I don't know four minutes before you had to go to work.
0: Yeah, because you were texting us already at like 8 a.m. your time, 6 a.m. my time.
1: I told him I'm not going to work
0: today.
2: Oh, But I I had a couple things I had to do, so I had to go run (laughs) and come on in. I had to do it. I'm not coming
0: in except for these three meetings, which have been on my schedule for a week. (laughs) I
2: can't reschedule them. That's important.
0: I know I'm mocking you, but I do the same thing at my job all the time. You're like, I'm I'm calling
2: out. And I'm like, I've got to go the eleven thirty because that took a long time to organize.
0: Yeah. You're like, I sent all those
1: invites. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If Mikey falls asleep mid sentence, please excuse him.
2: No, I'm good, man. I tomato soup for dinner.
1: Hell yeah, nothing makes me more energetic than a hot bowl of juicy, sleepy tomato soup.
2: <laughs> Actually, the way I prepared it, it was more like a deconstructed pizza because I had <laughs> tomato soup, crackers, and cheddar cheese.
0: That, that's still just tomato soup, my dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's all that's in a pizza, too. It's bread, cheese, and tomatoes.
0: It's cheese, carb, tomato, cheese, carb is Guys, it's the perfect ratio. Stop,
1: I can only get so hard. Like We have to not <laughs> stop talking about either tomato soup or tomato soup pizza. Either way, I'm here for it.
0: Hard Like Tomatoes?
2: Hard Like Tomatoes. The name of my debut album. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, uh.
1: I, what is the name of your like rap group? It's just self-titled
0: it should just be i'm sorry
1: no no he said it was he said it was self-titled so the name of the group is hard like tomatoes Mm -hmm. and my rapper name is hard like tomatoes
0: are you sure it's not just tomatoes because then you could be like don't come at me soft you got to be hard like tomatoes i am tomatoes
1: coming out with their first single hard like tomatoes
0: with their smash hit Hard Like Me. <laughs> yeah. Bad Company by the band, band company of the album Bad Company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's my new song, Farmer's Market.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have
1: to talk about Ghost. Like, we even liked the movie, and we I can't know, talk I about know. it. God, I wish I didn't
2: enjoy you both so much. Oh, well, good. Recording today and tomorrow. So, <laughs> know, strap we're recording in, back fucker. to back. I know. Okay.
0: So, uh, scene one. Scene one. We open on credits in an old warehouse full of dust and stuff covered by tarps. I have a note
1: already about the opening credits. Great. Right. Why does it start with a like jump scare musical stinger and then what sounds like the Score from a horror movie. It does have horror like elements. Yeah.
0: Fun fact you could replace the Halloween theme over these credits and it would not change the thing.
1: No. It would be just the entrance of a Jason or Michael Myers movie or whatever. Michael Myers. That's the one. They're the same person.
0: Mm. Mm. Anyway. Patrick Swayze sledgehammers through the ceiling, and we're looking down on him from above. And it turns out that this is a warehouse that they're going to convert into their kind of loft space. So they've got the first floor, then they're going to make the second floor the bedroom. And he and his friend Carl are just shirtless and sledgehammering things.
1: Dude, everyone looks sexy as fuck in the scene like dude they're both shredded <laughs> but demi moore looks like super sexy in her like t-shirt i don't and th- think they're really shredded because demi moore is
2: a very small lady these are like really in shape gymnast dudes like really small dudes like can t- be tossed very high in the air in the circus kind of
1: people these dudes are rocking that pommel horse kind of like body you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying yeah
0: Patrick Swayze was five ten,
1: so like I don't think he was. How tall is Demi Moore then? Hang on,
0: Demi Moore's not not as tall as you think. Demi Moore is tiny.
1: Yeah, well, she's five five. That's actually taller than I thought she'd be. Oh wow, okay, they're just
0: they're just shredded, Mikey. Take back, <laughs> I guess, but they must only
2: weigh like a buck forty. I would like destroy no them. muscle is is heavy not that heavy that's why there's weight classes in combat sports
0: but also he was in roadhouse and he would rip your throat out because yeah. that's his specialty he
2: was he looked a lot bigger in
0: roadhouse he did roadhouse was a little bit before this they
2: put him in a lot of flowy blouses in this movie
1: yeah they did <laughs> they do that was a very 90s thing like the puffy blouse he is rocking it the whole movie
0: the pleated pants
1: oh i love a pleat
0: i, I don't <laughs> man
1: no it looks terrible not a fan of pleats
0: not a fan. Hold up. They found your computer, Mikey. They're trying back to get it. It's my computer. <laughs> anyway, so as this kind of like sets up that they're going to, you know, make this place together. Um, and Carl comments that this is incredible. You could sell it tomorrow and double your money. And he's like, oh, you're always just thinking about money. And then they find the 1898 penny. As like a good luck, good omen. Yeah. Great. We cut to what? I don't think is the next day. I think there's a time jump.
1: There has to be a time jump because they're literally knocking down that wall like in the apartment. And then the next time we see them, like the apartment's finished. It looks great. The
0: apartment's done. Yeah. But it has no stair railings, which is very dangerous. The whole
1: time it doesn't have stair railings. Stair railings.
0: Yeah. It has stairs that go. Uh, there's uh. like a set of stairs that go up.
1: They're like crisscrossy.
0: Yeah. it's It's like an M.C. Escher painting where it's just like... Stairs that go up, and then stairs that go to the other sides, but it's all to the same floor. And I was like, "Why did we build like two extra things of stairs? Like, what's happening?"
1: It's not a bug; it's a feature, Paige. Is it a bug? It's a feature. <laughs> hey, come over and see my weird ass stairs. <laughs> yeah, at your
0: leisure.
2: I live in a ranch style home because you know I don't want to go higher because you don't want to anger the Lord.
1: <laughs>
2: you don't mean Scott
1: Stapp, do you? No. can you
0: take me higher <laughs> From Ban- and and to a place with weird stairs. <laughs> fun fact
2: that's what they sang on top of the
1: tower of babel
2: before god smited them all down
1: <laughs> yeah when god was like show me what you've got mm-hmm. and they went with creed
0: Scott stop (laughs) Anyway We cut to the (laughs) An indeterminate amount of time in the future When they have finished the apartment Yeah and Patrick Swayze and Carl, Carl oh. are, are suit boys on their way to do suit boy thing. They're on
1: their way to bank at bank school page.
0: Yes. They're banking at the bank store where Mother. he has to, <laughs> he has to pitch to the Kobayashi's because that's the only <laughs> Japanese name people learned in the nineties.
2: Yeah. Patrick Swayze legit looks like somebody who's dressing for court.
1: He does. Yes. He looks like a gymnast who has never worn real sneakers in his life, dressing for court. He's like,
2: I can't do these Japanese! And he, like, (laughs) takes his tie off, and I was like,
1: okay. I was just glad he said the whole name, Japanese. Yeah. This time period for, like, racial slurs is not great. Uh, Not my Sam Wheat. My Sam Wheat is inherently good.
0: (laughs) So they walk into the elevator, and then they play this kind of game with themselves where, like, Carl is coughing, and Patrick Swayze's like... So, like, what the doctor say? Super contagious? Yeah, I shouldn't even be touching people. What about the rash? Well, it spread to my genitals again. It's (laughs) all over
1: my genitals.
0: All over my genitals. The
1: doctor said I shouldn't even touch anybody. And then he, like, coughs and touches the dude in front of him. (laughs) Like, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) this (laughs) conversation between the two of them, I was like, man, if Carl wasn't a shitbag dude, that is, like, the best kind of friend to have. Like, a friend who will just... At no notice, yes and a bit so far until you're both robbing a bank for no reason. Like that kind of friend. Like that's what you need in your life. Mm
0: Yeah. So he's about to go into the meeting with the Kobayashi people. And then he needs to transfer like $900,000 somewhere by 10 a.m., which by the end of the movie, I thought that. Carl had engineered that call specifically so that he could get the account number that like he had called ahead to have them transfer stuff by 10 so he knew that he wouldn't have time. Yeah,
2: I don't know. He, he was he embezzles four million and then like, you know. Somehow Demi Moore was involved. Well, because he's got the codes to the nuclear weapons. Well,
1: whatever. he needed Patrick Swayze's code to be able to money launder. What he was doing was he was getting this extra money and he was right. parking it in Patrick Swayze's accounts that he managed. So his fingers right. weren't on it. But in order to do that, he needed his I forget what they call it, but that code he has written down in his pocket, yes. whatever that was. Right. Because the next day, when he changes it, it becomes a problem for Carl, right?
0: Right. Yeah. right well and he keeps that code in the tiniest address book ever on the face of the earth it is like a diary
1: for a mouse it is tiny (laughs) it's his code book you guys have never had a code book no No. mikey i've never been to war so like i don't have (laughs) i don't have a code book
0: Mikey had a code book, but he left it on top of a police car. <laughs> yeah, I no longer have the code.
1: They would not turn around for your code book. But yeah, it is like, I don't know, one of the rescue rangers is keeping a diary of their <laughs> like <laughs> adventures, and that's the size of this code book. P-p-p-
0: Patrick Swayze, <laughs> rescue rangers. Patrick, Patrick Swayze, girl, you in danger
1: you bring a whoopee into this i love it i am mikey how do you feel to have like two musical geniuses writing <laughs> songs in the moment at will in front of you on the podcast how much do you when love are that? they gonna show up
2: <laughs> well i have so much experience working with delusional people <laughs> it's
1: very easy to just sit here every night <laughs>
0: brutal that was that was brutal hey Hey, hon, can you bring me some aloe? I just got burned. I thought we were friends, but apparently you left our friendship on top of that police car. (laughs) (laughs) It flew off. And they wouldn't go back to get it. It was too late. And You guys get edited down versions
2: at home. They'll do this for like half an hour and I'll like take out a whole novel and start reading while I'm recording. (laughs) And if I just start, if I stop hearing the melody, I'll be like, oh, I guess we're talking again.
1: Mikey read the Children of Man book while we were recording (laughs) Midsummer, (laughs) and he finished it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that movie is
0: boring. (laughs) I was reading. It has layers. I can't. I can't get into it right now.
1: Ladies, we got to move on.
0: Anyway, we cut to them trying to pulley a angel statue up into their apartment and they it's like too far out from the window so they can't quite reach it so patrick swayze comes up and like he wrote house it. kicks it <laughs> and then it swings yes, back please.
1: so he can catch it listen if i hire someone to bring a fuck off huge angel into my apartment you know what i'm not gonna do put my life in danger to help them like that is your job you guys handle it also don't put the angel in the bedroom that's a I bad know, place was, to put it. I was like, "Why the bedroom?" I don't need a huge fuck-off angel judging me while I have premarital sex with Demi Moore. I'm assuming I'm Patrick <laughs> Swayze in this, so like, I just don't want that. I like when people watch, so like, I'm
0: all about it. <laughs> you don't want to high-five it in the middle. You're like high-five in the wings. Yeah, yeah.
2: we're doing a five some because uh, it's me, you,
1: Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost up in here.
0: Hell yeah, girl!
1: You ever been pleased by a man? And God
0: Nope That's why I'm glad This is remote And I can sit over here While the lightning strikes Over there
1: <laughs> It's not gonna strike me I have a ranch
2: style house
0: <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I don't believe in stairs So they get the angel statue Into their bedroom Weird choice And Carl Is kind of looking Around their apartment And he's like Wow this turned out Really great I love it She's showing him Her sculptures So we find out That she's a, a sculptor and artist And she's gonna have Her, her art in a gallery And And we cut to she and Patrick Swayze are in bed that night and she's kind of like you seem stressed out what's going on are you worried and he basically is like I'm worried that there are so many good things in my life that something's going to go wrong like the bubble's going to burst essentially so the tv turns on and it's it looks like a shuttle crash, but I think it's supposed to be like a plane crash. It's a plane. I think it's
1: a plane crash. It didn't really register to me that it would have been anything other than a plane.
0: The the only reason I kind of rewound it and looked at it twice is because it seems to have these giant like, you know, at the bottom of a shuttle, the big like boosters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like charred those. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But it's probably just a plane crash.
1: I mean, this would have been four years after the Challenger disaster. Right. So like maybe, but I, I don't I think don't they know. were, yeah, I mean, who knows? I don't
0: think so. But he's like, I should cancel my trip because these things happen in threes and goes to sleep.
1: <laughs> it has to have been a plane then. There's no way he was going to the moon or something, <laughs>
0: right? Like, <laughs> no, he's going to Los Angeles. Somebody look out for the moon base.
1: If this whole story, we find out that he was actually like going to the bank on the moon or whatever, <laughs> and that just like was not a part of the story we got. I want to live in that universe. I cannot wait till Ghost 2 comes out. He
0: was supposed to go to Los Angeles, but had a layover at the Mir Space Station. <laughs>
1: I've got some bad
2: news about you and Patrick Swayze.
0: Patrick Swayze
1: doesn't have to be in it because he's dead. You could just have Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg, who are both still alive and kicking, right? Yeah, rent.
0: Patrick Swayze's fucking method. <laughs> oh, I'm so
1: sorry He is the Daniel Day-Lewis of playing dead people, Mikey
0: He <laughs> commits
2: to it I want a remake of Roadhouse, but instead everything tastes place at a Roadhouse grill
1: <laughs> Everybody in the background is throwing peanuts on the ground <laughs> Over
0: over <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, a sizzling yeah, yeah. skillet with like apple butter biscuits yeah. yeah.
1: And Sam Neill's also in it as the manager
0: Love it Anyway, we cut to later that night where she's downstairs in her pottery studio which this very much reminded me of myself and my husband, where he goes to sleep and then I get up and dick around on the internet and write things for people to enjoy. So it's like at some point he gets up groggily in the middle of the night and is like, What are you doing? And I'm like, researching aliens, and he's like, Cool, and goes back to bed. Oh, you mean he doesn't come up behind
1: you and squeeze in real close and put his <laughs> hands on your keyboard and start oh, writing jokes with you?
0: Mach page writing jokes
1: know, he was a good initiator for the sexy times yeah it he was. was
0: except i hope they washed their hair. oh my god
1: Paige! i wrote the exact same thing there is no way they're not waking up with like gross doo-doo stains of like clay <laughs> on their face like oh hot <laughs> but you can't insert fingers anywhere if they have that much grossness on them is all i'm well, saying Well, thank god he wasn't sculpting that pot with his dick
0: And that's why
1: It ruined it Mikey It should have been using the proper tools
0: Yeah 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 for texturing
1: (laughs) Ooh, I really love the the Mushroom effect you achieved with this vase Yeah that's Sam Wheat's Dick oh wheat that makes sense It is kind of a small mushroom <laughs> oh we don't know that. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's no horse cock cavil. We know that.
0: One of these days, somehow, it's gonna get back to Henry Cavill that we've been calling him horse cock cavill for like three episodes. <laughs> like, I get that he's on the spit list.
2: And he's gonna go, thanks, Mikey, for respecting me. And I'll be like, You you too, Mr. Cavill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Dave would be you who would get credit for it. I guarantee you. No, yeah. he would
0: like not like
1: you for doing it. Oh, I thought he was like on board. My bad. I'll give you full credit.
0: Horsecock credit, if you will. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I'll give you all 30 inches.
0: 30 inches? That's almost my height.
1: <laughs> I don't know how big a horsecock is, Paige. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's 30 inches.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Hang on. Hold Let on. me Google. How big is a horse
0: penis? 50 centimeters.
1: How long is that? I need inches. <laughs> yeah, what's the
2: imperialistic measure of this?
0: That's 19 inches. Good Lord. That would like hit my lung. I think. Yeah, that's why we can never be together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intent on breathing. And that's I'm not the gonna one give up on that. and only reason <laughs> Paige and Henry Horscott Cavill
1: can't be together.
2: Please respect our privacy at this time. I have collapsed hopes and a collapsed lung.
0: (laughs) A collapsed lung? He broke three ribs from the inside. Anyway, so this is the famous pottery scene where they're potterying and it gets very phallic but also messy. And then it cuts to them just kind of like making out in their living room where they have hopefully washed their hands And they kind of collapse onto the couch where clearly they're going to have sex on the couch. Yeah. But my favorite part of this is it reveals that they have a jukebox that's changing albums, which was a thing. You could buy jukeboxes. You can find them vintage. You can still find them in antique stores. And sometimes they still work as long as you have discs to go in them.
1: I mean, that would be dope. Like jukeboxes are cool. Uh, Natalie and I go to the Highway 55 close to our house and they have one there. It's dope. I love it. It's like an old record player jukebox
0: love it yeah. and that's what they have here and she's clearly set it to shuffle for a certain period of time
1: i mean if it's just for during sexy times it's probably like three three and a half minutes however long that one song is
0: well she said it while she, i think she said it while she was doing pottery yeah because we see it shift through a song at that point and then when unchained melody uh, by the righteous brothers ends it doesn't pick up another record but what i want to know is is what would be the worst transition between Unchained Melody and another song while having sex, like let the bodies hit the floor.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not yakety sax. I think yakety sax could be pretty fun. Yakety sax
1: would be good too. Yeah.
0: Have we discussed the thing in the '90s of techno chant, like monk chanting that people were having sex to?
2: I did not have sex in the 90s
0: That,
1: okay. <laughs> Honestly Mikey Fully same But that sounds like some Sting from the police bullshit Like
0: I mean they use it as background music In the fake trailer in Tropic Thunder The Devil's Alley one Yeah
1: Oh yeah cause Enya was really big To have sex to back then <laughs> Oh my god Enya yeah. Oh wait was that to have sex to Cause my mom whenever she would play Enya It meant she wanted to clean the house And whenever we heard sail away My brother Logan and I would climb out our window Because if we didn't <laughs> And she saw us She'd be like hey will you guys help me vacuum Or like she would put us to work So we would like mm-hmm. climb out the window because we had a ranch-style house. Thank you. Cleaning was your mom's
2: coping (laughs) skill for when she wanted to have sex. Get it. Got it. Good. Oh, well, I hate everything
1: about this conversation, therapist Mikey, <laughs> and I resent <laughs> that I'm going to have to pay you $120 for it. Say the way, say the way. That's what I'm saying to my money. <laughs>
0: there, there is a place near our house called Sushi Enya, and it's it's like a restaurant. Are you sure it's not Sushi Enya?
1: Because that's a better name.
0: E N Y A Enya. Okay, that's yeah, that checks out. But every time I drive past it, I just sing to myself like. Who can eat the wasabi? (laughs) It is yummy if you try. And then I try to sing about different sushi dishes every time.
1: Mikey, you got to love being on the podcast with at least one musical (laughs) genius. Come
0: on. When are they getting
2: here? Yeah. So we have a guest?
0: Aaron's (laughs) not here this week. What are you talking about?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, from the grave, joining us, Sam Wheat style, Stephen Sondheim. We're not going to have Patrick Swayze on his own movie. He ain't no musical genius. (laughs) Also, no one knows what Stephen Sondheim sounds like, so we could just make up any voice and it would probably serve. Are you looking up what he did into the woods?
0: No, I'm making oh, sure okay. he's dead. He
1: is. He died. <laughs> no,
0: 2021. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I was very sad when he died. I love Steven Sondheim.
0: Yeah. Into the woods to do this pod with Mikey and our friend Todd. Todd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. My- Scene two. Mikey is pulling out children of men right now. I can see him doing it. I know. Like, anyway,
0: anyway, <laughs> Patrick Swayze shouldered up. They get all couch sex. Yeah. We cut to the next day. And he's checking the accounts and he's like, These accounts all have too much money in them. And I was like, Carl! Like I just (laughs) knew it was coming. And he's like, I changed it. And because I got to get to the bottom of what's going on. And he's like, Okay, take your time. (laughs) <laughs> I, I do think Carl wasn't
1: going to kill him until he changes the code. All he needed was the code to stash the money for like a week or so right. and then to use the code again to put the money back. Right. But because Patrick Swayze notices the money that's stashed over twelve accounts and changes his code, I think that's why he
0: decides to kill him. Yeah, I think so. And he's like, I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. It's like a vendetta now, and he's like <laughs> What are you guys up to later tonight? (laughs) Where should I send someone to kill you?
1: (laughs) I'll take care of this. This is not a problem. Yeah, let me handle it. But you definitely should take your soon-to-be wife to the theater and don't think about how the Waynes died.
0: I was going to say, I was like, I'm just going to (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Wayne you on the way back from the theater.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's what exactly happens. Well, I mean, except she lives. But
2: I needed a little bit more backstory on Carl and Willie and how they met. We
1: don't get it. Well,
0: here's the thing about Carl. His dad is a sheriff who kind of takes charge of a whole group of people during the apocalypse. And they survive. But Carl becomes kind of a badass, but he gets lost all the time. Anyway, so we cut to them leaving the Shakespeare Festival. And it was, I believe, Macbeth. But she implies that he slept through it. And she's telling him about how she's gotten into a new gallery and the New York Times is going to review it. And he's like, I think your work is great, so I don't care what the New York Times says. And they start talking about essentially taking the relationship kind of to the next level. And she's kind of like, you never say you love me, you just say ditto. It sets it up for later so that we know that it's him.
2: it only took him dying to regret telling her he loved her. He didn't tell her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I sort of found it interesting that she was the one that didn't want to get married. Like, she just wasn't super interested in marriage. In general, not necessarily to him, but she, right, right, she right. sort of brings it up and she's like, I think I do want to get married. And he was like, Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> like he's yeah. super excited about it. I, I really thought that was sweet. What sucks
2: is the next person she dates because he got set up for failure. Oh, yeah. So she's gonna be like, my ex came back from the dead to save <laughs> me from being murdered. Right? You can't even put the toilet seat down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And they'll be like, yeah, but I bet he was like really gross and ugly looking. And she's like, no, he was the guy from Roadhouse.
0: Like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was Patrick uh. fucking Swayze. Anyway, <laughs> so as they're walking, a guy pops out of an alley behind them. And he says, like, I've got it, but let's just let's keep walking away. But he turns and is like, what do you want? And the guy immediately advances on him with a gun He struggles with him for the gun. The gun goes off and we cut to what looks like him chasing after the guy. And then he turns and sees his own body on the ground.
1: I really like that because when he runs away. I loved how they did this. Me too. Because when he runs away and like runs down after Willie, I thought that he was going to turn around, stop and collapse. You know, like he had been shot, but like the adrenaline was going so much. Oh, I thought it was a fake out.
0: Uh, And it was going to be her or something where we were going to find out at the end of the movie, she's been dead the whole time. (laughs) Or he gets murdered (laughs) later on. I don't know. I was like, oh, he did get shot. Oh, yeah.
1: But when he runs back over there and she's like holding him, I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. And they do it again with Willie. Like when Willie gets squished between the car and that van or whatever, and you see his body like get ejected. I was like, that's not what would happen. (laughs) Yeah. Your
2: body doesn't. Escape two cars crossing you like a banana in a banana peel.
1: (laughs) Exactly, Mikey. And then when he runs over, you see he actually is sort of squished and laying back on the car. And I was like, oh, that was great. That was a cool reveal.
0: It is. And the thing that I really like about this first time that they do it is that we have Patrick Swayze in the foreground, like realizing he's dead and like calling out for people or whatever. And then in the background, we see her on the ground with people who have come to help her yeah. and her talking to him. And it's such a great way to kind of represent what that moment would be like for the characters in this way. I actually really liked that scene. I thought they did it really, really well.
1: And it's it is heartbreaking though because she is just like, Sobbing and yelling for help and then eventually People do come to help her and it's just It's a night it is like a nightmare situation Man yeah I literally have been In that situation before not a, yeah. With like a robbery or whatever but like holding My brother while he was like dying yeah And it is terrible
2: oh yeah Watch people die sucks
1: S- sorry to bring The podcast down really quickly But yeah it is heartbreak I was Sobbing during this scene man it was so The hard. worst part of that is like why did you fuck that car Later <laughs> <laughs>
0: God damn it! I thought you had forgotten about how I had sex with the car. Oh, that's okay because I was Ta- gonna pull it back with like Mikey's actually watched people die on the pavement as well. It was his broken computer. When he went to <laughs> back and get it.
1: Somebody yeah. help!
0: But I will say
1: this, Mikey: that car identifies as a truck truck executioner. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's truck executioner.
0: Yeah. Very generous lover. It's like four point five APR.
2: Watching people die (laughs) sucks.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: I don't know why I laughed
2: just then. It's like... (laughs) Yeah, because we get very uncomfortable with trauma. (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean,
1: I've literally been there. It's it's, the blood, really. (laughs) It is. Yeah. It's so sad. It's like one of those things
2: that's so terrible, you have to laugh. It's just so much blood. If they got rid of that part, it'd be...
0: Yeah, how inconsiderate do you have to be? It'd be weirder if it wasn't blood, though. Like, if if it was pudding and you weren't expecting that, that'd be way worse. Where you're just like, huh? Why was he filled with pudding? (laughs) Was he human?
1: What's happening? (laughs) It's tapioca. (laughs) So he was human. (laughs) (laughs) No one can resist tapioca pudding. This episode is so dumb (laughs) I'm in a very silly mood While we talk about this super sad ass movie (laughs)
0: So the ambulance shows up. <laughs> he was dead before the ambulance
1: got there. Oh, he was dead As immediately. evidenced by his ghost. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. dead immediately,
0: Mikey. Absolutely. Well, they take him to the hospital, and at the hospital, he meets another ghost who's like waiting for his wife to die because they're in some sort of notebook murder-suicide pact. <laughs> this is the old guy from the notebook. Mm-hmm. It is.
2: We don't know that. He may hate his wife, and he just wants to watch her die.
0: <laughs> 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 they're just going to get in a fist fight in the afterlife? I wrote you every day for a year I told you to stop writing I'm just
2: waiting for my wife to die That's so sweet No, man I hate that bitch I didn't go into the light Because I really (laughs) want to see this moment
1: He owes me
0: $20 (laughs) He
1: also like doesn't even ask But like looks into Patrick Stewart's body I was like this old man's super nosy I'd be like
0: get up out of my court Patrick Swayze But this movie would be very different with Patrick Stewart Patrick Stewart? (laughs) Yeah (laughs) You did? And now I'm just picturing him and Patrick Patrick Swayze doing the pottery. <laughs> Not Demi Moore. Can
1: I help you with that pottery? Engage.
0: Make it so.
1: <laughs> wow. I need someone to Photoshop Patrick Stewart on Demi Moore's head while they do pottery.
2: No. I think Patrick Stewart would be the big spoon of this pottery situation.
0: How tall is he? Hold
1: <laughs> I definitely think Captain Picard is taller than Roadhouse.
0: 5'10". They're the same height, my dudes.
1: I don't believe that Patrick Stewart is 5'10". That dude was rocking lifts. That's like saying Tom Cruise is 5'1". There's no way.
0: (laughs) Not a chance. (laughs) That dude's half hobbit. He's got thetans in his heels. Like, there's no way he's that tall. He's a short whatever the Scientologists call kings commandant commander anyway
2: commandant. He's not a... oh,
0: they Jesus. they use naval terms it's a whole thing because lrh was obsessed with boats and was in the navy and almost I, started I war with mexico i know
1: it's
2: because maritime law is the most fun law
1: yes maritime law is the
0: <laughs> yeah, most fun see?
2: law m-e-r-r-y-t-i-m-e
0: Mikey went to naval school, guys. He knows the terminology. Mm -hmm. It's a jolly law time with Mary. (laughs) No wonder Mary time is what we love.
1: We're never leaving this podcast episode. I hate
0: everything about this. This episode is 1408. I thought I was out. You're
1: not. (laughs) Mikey has put the blanket over his head and podcasting like a ghost. I'm ghost recording.
0: Is this going to affect things? Hang on. I have to take a picture. Spooky time. (laughs) (laughs) According to Mary time law anchor. (laughs) This podcast has the best visual gags of any podcast. (laughs) 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 Anyway. So the ghost in the hospital is like, oh, you got shot. That'll do it. Well, don't worry about doors. I'm off to smother my wife. Just like <laughs> bye. Ghosts are kind of really extra overpowered in this world. They really are, Mikey, yeah. But they're they're kind of more of like a poltergeist ghost where they can like make things move, yeah. but they have to kind of like learn how to do Patrick it. Patrick Stewart, I mean Swayze. <laughs> God dang it. As
2: soon as he learns he can move objects, he straight up murders like 14 people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he goes on a murder spree himself. I mean, I, I guess that. Carl. Carl! Kills himself or whatever Sorry I saw Paige was taking a drink So I said it like that sorry, So I could make her laugh So like he kills himself
2: Willie sort of does get If you chase someone in the highway And then they get hit by a car You're still
1: at fault That's on them Yeah Okay but also don't run into the street Yeah yeah that's what we're saying I do think Patrick Stewart and Swayze Are not responsible for the two deaths At the end of this movie
0: Look you can't hold this against Patrick Stewart He's just boldly, boldly going where no man has gone before The afterlife <laughs> <laughs> so, he does watch a guy die in the hospital and the like glowy sailor moon lights take him.
1: Yeah, that guy went straight up there. He's like, "Peace." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have any unfinished business. He was like ready to go. yeah
0: just, "I'm on my way home <laughs> sweet home." I'm just like...
1: you know how everyone sings poison as they die, right? Like
0: First of all, it's Motley Crue. Oh, I'm it like, is Motley yeah.
1: Crue. Sorry. They're all the same band.
0: They're not. Anyway, Patrick Swayze tries to stop the guy wheeling his body away, but the guy walks right through him. We cut to his funeral where they're having a regular ass funeral. And this was the first place I remember that his name was Sam Wheat. And I was like, man, that's a weird name. Yes, it is. Like, I want to just like walk up to the screenwriter and be like, why? And they were like, well, I was staring at a box of cream of wheat and I couldn't think of anything else. And I couldn't help but remark
1: on how Patrick Swayze it looked. (laughs) <laughs> we knew he was white and we knew he was boring. So we went with Sam Wheat.
0: Yeah. He's like the gluten of people in that he's slowly giving you cancer. I mean, didn't he die of cancer? Yeah. Can't. Yeah, he, he did. I'm sorry. Inomany, pantry, bread, and sushi. <laughs> Inomany, pantry, a spiritual sandwich. Yeah, a spiritual sandwich. There you go. Inomany, pantry, a sandwich. So... We cut back to the apartment where she's trying to make pottery and kind of go on with her life. And she talks just like out into nothing where she's like, I picked up your shirts today. I don't even know why I can't get through this. And she's kind of like talking to the cat and the cat can see him. And like, we don't explore this enough about cats being able to see ghosts in this world. I would have liked to see more with that. Same. I didn't know if they could see or just, like, feel their presence Sense. or whatever.
1: Sort of like Whoopi Goldberg does. She can sort of hear him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't really go into it. I do like that he uses it to attack Willie later on. Yes. I thought that that was fun. But I really think they could have done more with it. I just want yeah. to see more kitties.
0: Yeah, always. Show me them kitties, Demi. Show me them kitties. Put them on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. So we can see how their feet pads oh, press against yes, it. Yes,
1: I love it. <laughs>
0: Cats no. forever. <laughs> my cat left. He left me alone to record this by myself. Thanks.
2: <laughs> if only I was so lucky.
0: <laughs> what, that we would leave so you can record this by yourself? <laughs> Good luck.
2: Ghost, the one-man show podcast. Oh, oh no. <laughs> she didn't return my text again this day. <laughs> I didn't care.
0: i rolled over and i said to her your uber's outside
2: (laughs) anyway
0: we cut to the next day where coral has come over (laughs) and they are they're going through all of his stuff and like taking it to storage or donating some of it and they get through a tiny box of like concert tickets to a concert they hated which is kind of funny but it's still something they did together yeah
1: i mean i understand keeping that shit like yeah. I mean probably throw the Roleids away. But like I understand the stuff you actually did together and stuff like that. I have shit I mean, on my brother's. If you don't but...
0: throw those Role away, you're gonna end up accidentally taking one and like, Oh no, these ghost are the AIDS! death Role Oh wait, not Ghost Aid. Never <laughs> mind. Never mind <laughs> <laughs> that came out How bad. How dare you. I'm so There's sorry. There's a quilt and everything. I'm so sorry. So she keeps his little address book, but we do see Coral look at it and be like, I want that tiny address book. <laughs> I want to see what that mouse <laughs> wrote in there. I got to get them mouse codes. <laughs> yeah. There is a little rat sitting on top of my head, making stock trades <laughs> like Ratatouille, and I need to get at those tiny mouse codes.
1: Oh, wow. I love it. This prequel to Ratatouille
0: (laughs) Where he's just like I started in stockbrokers But I needed something A little less like stressful So I went into food service Coming this summer
1: The Red of Wall Street
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway uh, She keeps that box
1: Yeah she does He tries to throw it away He's like I'm just gonna take all this shit And throw it away And she's like hey That's the box that we Separated shit into And he's like oh My bad I didn't mean to I totally did I'm trying to ghost hit it (laughs) <laughs> totally
0: meant to. Trying to get to the mouse codes. I'd ghost hit it. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's trying to hit it. Like, he also is trying to get Demi Moore. So,
0: here's my question Do you think that he wanted to get Demi Moore just to get Demi Moore or to get to the mouse codes? I think
1: at first it was the mouse codes, and then Demi Moore was single and she's Demi fucking Moore. So, he was like, well, why not? And I get it. Grief sex is hot. You know, where you're having sex with them, but they're having sex with their emotions.
0: Oh, this is a dark take. I don't like this. (laughs) Does it make
1: it less hot?
0: (laughs) I don't co sign on this at all. Look.
2: Obviously, you two have ever slept with someone whose love of their life died, and then like you were there, and like you know they were just like, "I yeah, just- yeah, no,
0: I had never done
1: that."
2: Take it where you can get it, man.
0: Mikey, are you grief-banging women around Nashville with your like? It's just like in Wedding Crashers where Will Ferrell <laughs> yeah, is yeah, at the funeral, just funerals, funerals, like, bro, damn you, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they go for a walk, which gives the guy from the alley time to get into the apartment, at at which point. The movie tries to be like, why is he in the apartment? I was like, clearly he and Carl are in on this together. So he's looking for it. He can't find it. She comes home and he's still there. And he's, I don't know how she did not notice he was there. This is an open concept loft. Oh, yeah. There's one point where she like looks at him. Yeah. Like <laughs> she would have seen him. Yep. Um, But this is where Sam uses the cat to kind of like, freak the cat out so it jumps on him and scratches him so yeah. he runs uh, but he is
1: like running out of the apartment like footfalls loud as shit and everything Yeah, she,
0: she just goes hello
1: is someone there <laughs> is someone there yeah someone's running through your <laughs> apartment demi <laughs> i was
2: showering i didn't hear you
0: she wasn't she was just like taking off her shirt and then she would have heard like thun, 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 thun. who is that on my fourth staircase like that it's <laughs> mc is that you mc escher So we cut to, he he chases the guy onto a train where he encounters another ghost that is haunting one of the trains played by the math teacher from Better Off Dead.
1: And dude is amazing in this movie. He gives it everything. Yep. But he like attacks Patrick Swayze. Like, this is my train. Get your own train. He's like yelling at him.
0: Yeah. So Patrick Swayze does end up, because he's like holding him outside the train. And the thing that he kind of realizes is this ghost can actually move things around him. Yeah. And that will become important later. So Patrick Swayze kind of jumps to another car to get off that guy's train and continues to follow the guy from the alley. Now, this is just a teeny tiny thing that bothered me. The movie needs to communicate the guy from the alley's name so that we know his name and his address. And so when he walks, because he follows him into this building, when he walks in, he checks his own name on the thing and then continues up to his apartment, allowing Patrick Swayze to then check So he could see the name. Why would you ever check your own name walking into your own apartment? Yeah,
1: unless like your name was on your mailbox and you were checking your mailbox, like that would make sense. But that is not what is happening. That's not what happened. It is like the call button buzzer, which he doesn't need to use because dude's got a key. Right. Yep. So like, yeah, Paige, absolutely right. This is just so Patrick Swayze can see it.
0: Yes. But this is how we found out that his name is Willie Lopez and we have his address and he goes up into Willie's apartment. He follows him up there and Willie calls and we don't know who he's calling. We'll find out later. It's Carl. But basically to say like, yeah, I couldn't get it. She came home, but I'll come back later this week. And we see that he has. Uh, Patrick Swayze's keys and wallet and that's yeah. how he got in.
2: What a jerk.
0: What an asshole doing a B and E After an M?
2: Rude. The <laughs> M stands for murder. I don't have any alphabets I could add. I'm sorry <laughs> Recording this with you two feels like a man in the jack-o'-lantern shadow is dragging me down to a
0: shadow world <laughs> Good.
2: You're welcome Mikey. I feel like my computer falling from a police
0: car <laughs> I'm just picturing it tumbling over the lights
2: You should,
1: because that is exactly what happened.
0: (laughs) This is almost as good as the time Todd put his credit card information up on Twitch.
1: I'm sorry. I don't don't remember that at all.
0: Rude for bringing it up again. Who knows what I'm going to end up doing that's dumb. I can't wait until it happens. (laughs) We're going to laugh about it a lot. Yeah, I cannot wait. Uh, So he yells at him to stay away from her, but nobody can hear him. So he walks into a psychic across the street because he sees a bunch of people like waiting in line and he watches as Whoopi Goldberg does the kind of dog and pony show version of pretending to be a psychic and contact people's loved ones, as we've seen in many a horror movie and anything involving the Warrens. So (laughs) he starts kind of criticizing the process and she can hear him and she's like, what the fuck? What am I? Who is it? Because she can't see him. She can just hear him. Right. And he is very much like,
1: this doesn't exist. She's making it up. She's a con artist, fully well knowing that he is dead and he is a ghost in this world, right? And she's hearing him, yes. Yeah. And he's still like, oh, she's putting it on. She's a con artist. And I was like, bro. Faker. She can hear you. <laughs> And you're a ghost. Like, you have definitively proved afterlife is real. There's a place between heaven and like hell. Like, you can still exist on yeah. earth. Cleveland. <laughs> like, <laughs> <it's laughs> like, your mere existence <laughs> proves, I heard what you said, Paige, proves <laughs> that she could have this ability. And he's still like, nah, this is bullshit
0: no mm -mm. like okay
1: let me just say this i don't believe in any of that shit if when i die i end up like patrick swayze in this movie i'll be like fuck maybe the warrens were right you know like (laughs) i would have that thought because clearly they could have been right and
0: then you'd have to walk over to them and be like ed lorraine ed's mistress (laughs) their babysitter that was also ed's mistress the weird annabelle doll that's on
1: me i apologize that's on
0: me my bad So anyway, she freaks out Yeah, and he follows her and is like, you're going to help me. You're going to call my girlfriend, Molly. She's in danger. He's going to kill her. So she tries to call her on the phone. Molly answers it and then it's just like crazy person and hangs up. She doesn't believe it. But
1: that's how you should handle that kind of call. Like, yeah, it's terrible. It's real sad. Yeah,
0: it's terrible. But we also then see that Patrick Swayze has continued to follow Whoopi Goldberg's character because she's like, yeah, I'm not going to go visit this poor woman, you know. Right. And he pesters her until she does. So he stays up singing Henry VIII for the entire night until she agrees to go with him. Yeah. It's not a very long song. Dude, and later, Whoopi
1: Goldberg tells Demi like what he does to get her to actually start helping. She goes, Right. Oh yeah, that's what he did to get me to date him.
0: Which gave me hardcore notebook vibes where he's like hanging off the Ferris wheel, like, yes. go out with me. Yes. I fucking dare you. I'll fucking die. <laughs> I'll I'll kill myself. Yeah.
2: And that's how the relationship ends. It's called foreshadowing.
0: And people find that movie romantic. <laughs> I know, I know it's Ryan Gosling, and he is prime spitless material. But still, anyway, we cut to the next day. She has agreed to come downtown. She pushes the extension. Nobody's there. She pushes it again. And Molly answers and she's like, I'm the one who called last night. And she's like, oh, fuck that then. (laughs) Like, no. Yeah. So she ends up yelling outside of Molly's apartment, basically like, do you remember the starfish on the vacation you went to? And the green underwear and the picture in Reno?
2: (laughs) Do you remember when you starfished with the green <laughs> underwear and we took a picture. <laughs>
0: Mikey only hears keywords when Paige and I speak. I would have just loved for them to reveal the picture from Reno at a certain point and be like, see, this rock looks like it has a dick. And we took a picture of it. Just something completely innocuous but weird. It's like everything in this movie
1: is exactly the same. As the credits roll, we see like the green underwear on one side and then yes. like the sweater that's Reno, too big. 1990. And the Reno, 1990. the picture, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, she also mentions a sweater that she knitted that yeah. is too big, which I think is the sweater that she comes downstairs in because it's very floppy and huge. Yeah,
1: just like horse cock cap. I'm sorry, it's
0: too <laughs> dangerous to ride. We'll never break him in. You ever been kicked in the head by a dick before? <laughs> <laughs> kicked in the head by a dick.
1: Who has? Well, we lost Paige, guys. She's gone. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> You're, you're not going to keep that in. What? You're not going to keep that in, are
1: you? I'm going to keep this uh, in Unfortunately, for sure. we can't do anything <laughs> yeah. but keep unfortunately, it Unfortunately, Paige, no cuts. I don't have time, so no cuts <laughs> or whatever.
0: I'm sorry. It's so stupid. It's not even funny. I don't know why it's There's me. There's just nothing to fun. be
2: done now, Paige. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just want to see that on a shirt. I'm just picturing people, somebody kicking people in the head with their dick. And I'm just... Oh sorry. Henry's dick is oh. so
1: big it has a knee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Paige is like on the floor. <sighs> I don't know why this makes me laugh so hard. Probably just cuz it's so true. <laughs> oh, it's starting oh, the fucking computer on the top of the car. I just <laughs> ugh.
1: Mikey is literally answering work emails like,
0: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> On like Dear diary. <laughs> a shattered screen. <laughs> anyway, uh, she lets her into the apartment uh, where she basically keeps kind of telling her things that Sam has told her to basically prove who she is. Uh, the last one being, uh, he says he loves you and she's like, you'd never say that. And then she just says, ditto. And she's like, Ah, you got me there. Come on up to the apartment.
1: Yeah, come on up. You said the magic word. I like how there's a um, guy who's like moving stuff in through the window, which apparently is common in New York, I guess. But like he's yelling down at Whoopi Goldberg like, shut up. and She's like, eat a dick, old man. I'm talking to Demi. It's just really funny. It's like a very New York exchange, like the stock exchange. Yes, it's just like the Stock Exchange.
2: The New York
1: Stock Exchange.
2: <laughs> it's a very New York exchange.
1: The first time Natalie and I went to New York together, we got a video of us like just out of our hotel for the first time walking down the street. And I i go, welcome to New York City. And there's a guy in like a dump truck behind us yelling at the car in front of him. He goes... Move you jackass Like right after I said welcome to New York City Cut your
0: nails for God's sakes Yeah
1: (laughs) It is the funniest fucking video I've ever seen in my life It made me laugh so hard But it reminded me of that exchange from Ghost
0: Oh absolutely So they go up to the apartment She sees pictures of Sam And she basically tries to explain He's stuck between two worlds Or something he's got to finish Yeah And they get in like an argument Where she's like You can't talk to me that way Unless you apologize I'm just leaving But He's like, tell her word for word what's going to happen. I need her to know that she's in danger. And she's just like, I'm going to say it my own way. You're in danger, girl, which is a very, very famous <laughs> gif. And I love it. It's just like word for
1: word the same, but she adds girl at the end. It's so fucking funny.
0: It's so great. Uh, But this is where he reveals he knows who killed him. Yeah. And he knows the apartment that there's somebody else in on it. Somebody hired him. It was a setup. Yeah. He
1: has not seen that it's Chuck yet. Chuck? Carl! My bad. Carl.
0: What, did you get kicked in the head with a dick? <laughs> <laughs> now I have to keep it in, Paige! <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Made some horrible mistakes. Like not quite as bad as putting my credit card on Twitch or leaving a computer wow. on top of a car, wow. but other mistakes. Rude. Rude, Paige. There's
1: other mistakes. Nope, those are the only two mistakes that you're allowed to make. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, fuck. Anyway, so. Carl comes over after Whoopi Goldberg leaves and she tries to tell Carl about what has happened. And Carl's just like, <laughs> What? <laughs> I definitely didn't murder that guy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, no. And he talks it down. He's like, she's a con person. Like, this is definitely not real. Like, you shouldn't believe this. This is really gross. I mean, we know it's not fake. Like, we know Whoopi Goldberg actually
1: isn't conning people out of money. But, like, I definitely understand why Demi gets convinced of that as Carl's gaslighting her. Right. Because that makes perfect sense, right?
0: Right. So he says, if it'll make you feel better, I'll go check it out. You get some sleep. Yeah. And so we see his Mustang pull up outside the address. And at this point, Patrick Swayze is following him because I think Patrick Swayze thinks like, great, my friend's going to check this out. And yeah. like, he's going to be a good guy.
1: Yeah. When he says, I'll go check out what this guy is, Willie or whatever, on whatever street. Right. Patrick Swayze looks like he's excited. He's like, Yes. Carl's going to handle this. This is exactly what I needed to happen.
0: Right. And well, and when Carl first walks into the apartment building, Patrick Swayze's just like, be careful, man. Like, but then he gets up there and Willie knows Carl by name. And Carl's just like, what the fuck dude? Some lady knows all about you. And she's talking to her, find her and kill her. And Willie says the craziest line in this
1: whole movie and says, Whatever, man, this was a freebie, which means Willie killed him for no money. Like, what? Bonkers. (laughs) That is
0: nuts. The first one's
1: free, man. That's how you run a business.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he gave him a punch card, and he had already done 10 murders, so this one was the freebie. Cashing in the baker's dozen. Shit. Yeah. Like, I would be, like, for free, you killed me? Wow. Wow. Like, you have $4 million in the bank. You couldn't even spend a little bit of that $4 million to kill me? Come on now.
1: Fun fact, that $4 million in today's dollars is a little over $9 million. Well, you see, Ooh.
2: headcanon, Willie's family owned that textile factory that they bought and torn down to make into their apartment.
1: So what you're saying is this movie is actually... Very sad from Willie's point of view because it really showcases the people impacted by gentrification. Yeah, the yeah.
0: destructive forces of gentrification. Yeah,
2: but he became a serial killer, so he still got dragged to the shadow place. Hurt people
1: hurt Ruff. people, Mikey. Like, yeah, but not I get it. every
2: hurt person hurts people.
1: Sure. I mean, that's true. To the
2: point where he serially murders a bunch of them.
1: For free. For free, Mikey. For free. For free. At least free. get that
0: paper. Like, what are we doing? All right
1: quick question for the two of you what is the lowest amount of money that you could be murdered for that you would be like all right that's a fair sum that somebody would murder me for yes like you were witnessing this exact scene oh it depends on who murders
2: me there's a lot of people with a lot of probably decent reasons to kill
1: me (laughs) i have lived some life if you will I cannot wait until this audio clip is played at your murder trial. I and mean- then <laughs> and then the guy from Knives Out solves a locker room mystery with everyone in the courtroom.
0: A donut within a donut hole within <laughs> another donut. If I am murdered, it is probably someone who knows me. listens to the show oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure i mean i
1: think that goes for everyone mikey yeah most murders are targeted so like, you're avoiding the actual question though how much is the monetary amount that you would be like all right that's a fair amount for my life if that person did hire a hitman
2: i would assume like at least six figures would be good oh Although yeah that you know they're getting caught like i'm like okay, you married me for 10 grand, but like I can see from here. I mean, yes, I am dead, but you did a shit job. Like you're going to get <laughs> caught. Yeah.
0: My my friend Ramsey Badawi has a very funny joke about this that he tells on stage where there was a news story that came out about a, uh, a woman who paid five grand to a hitman to have them kill her husband. And instead the hitman just took the money and turned her in. Yeah. Great. Uh, but he basically in his joke is like, five thousand dollars to kill me i'll pay you five thousand dollars not to kill me now you've got 10 grand and we cool (laughs) and i'm like yeah you gotta make it enough that like i couldn't yeah
2: counter offer yeah
0: yeah no i i'm with you i think it would have to be six figures where i'd be like man you could have bought a house with that you must have really cared about this
1: exactly at least down payment
0: yeah i'd be comfortable
1: with that but for free no that is
0: disrespectful no it is disrespectful. Patrick Swayze, I mean, you should never be okay with someone hitmanning you to death. Right. But, I mean, if he had find out that that's what the 80K of that, like, because Carl says that 80K of that 4 million is his. Yeah. If he found out that that 80K went to kill it, then I think he would be like, well, hey, I mean, it is 1990 and 80K is a lot of money. It is. So. Yeah.
2: I would do a lot for 80K now. Same. Like
1: what? Like kill
0: somebody. <laughs> no, dude. Six figures.
1: I think it depends on who. Because I think he would kill me for eight. You
0: shouldn't be killing someone unless you unless you would have to pay capital gains on what they are paying you to do it.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I hear
2: what you're saying.
0: Are you just going to eat them, Mikey? No. So you're a liar? You're not an environmentalist? You don't <laughs> care about the environment? They're already dead. I can't believe you.
2: But if you're trying to get away with it, like if it's a hitman situation, you shouldn't eat them. That just is a literal trail back to your pantry.
0: No, not necessarily cuz that trail is going to end up in the toilet, you know what I'm saying? What?
2: No. Oh, I get to what you're saying. Cuz you're going to eat them.
0: <laughs> if I'm a hitman,
2: I wouldn't eat them cuz it's my job, you know? I don't take pleasure in it. It's business, it's not personal.
0: <laughs> anyway, so Patrick's ways he's like, oh, my friend hitmaned me to death and he's money laundering $4 million. Oh no. So at this point, Carl is going to get the address book for himself because the mice want it and they get what they want. Always. If you give a mouse $4 million, and offer to wire it to the Bahamas, they're going to want a milk and cookie to go with it. Yeah,
2: I read that
1: book. And another small, tiny code book because they've run out of space. <laughs> right,
0: yes. There's like eight yeah.
1: pages in that thing.
0: <laughs> 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 There's just one number on each page. It's like It holds one code at a time. Anyway, we cut to Demi Moore, who's gone to the police, and they're just like, sure, Willie Lopez, let me check on that. And instead they find that Oda... Whoopi goldberg's character has a pretty lengthy record yeah it looks like she's the con man and yeah
1: i mean she was busted for like fraud creating fake ids and all that stuff so she is a con woman she's just not conning in this specific situation right and the guy who shows her record is that McCallahan. i love that guy also in dodgeball he <laughs> is in <laughs> dodgeball Yeah, I honestly love that that detective after this specific case was like, I got to get out of this business. Listen, I'm moving to L.A. and I'm starting a record label and I'm hiring Ryan Reynolds. That's right. And then I'm going to produce Anna Ferris' new album. You guys don't keep up with Obscure Sports Quarterly? (laughs) <laughs> How about obscure Just Friends movie references? I know. I love that actor, though. He is great.
0: Steven Root, I believe. It is, is Steven Root. Yeah. Yes. I don't
1: know why, but him yelling, Daddy, want a fish at Ryan Reynolds makes me laugh every time.
0: Very funny. So dumb. So, Carl. Goes to the the apartment while she's at the police. He gets the tiny mouse codes. He enters it in. The code works. He transfers money and he calls the mob connection he has for that money. They tell him that they're going to transfer it tomorrow at 3.55 to a bank in Nassau, the Bahamas. Yeah. And he's like, great. There won't be any more problems about this. Meanwhile, Sam is watching. So we cut to the apartment, and Demi Moore's character, Molly, is playing with that penny they found in a jar, and he's trying to warn her and tell her what's up. She can't hear him. But Carl comes over, and he's like, Don't open it. He's a murderer. But Carl's like, I've been thinking about you all day. <laughs> Carl, like, your leg's <laughs> tired because you've been running through my mind all day. And this is 1990, so she was like, Oh my God,
1: I've never heard that before.
0: What? It's new. <laughs> But he's like, I won't stay long, but like, can I come in? So they have coffee and he asks her for more cream and he just dumps the coffee on himself so he can be like, I guess I have to take my shirt off. Have
1: you ever been so confident with your body, Mikey, that you have poured hot scalding coffee on your shirt so you could take it off in front of a woman and then just sit there and talk to her? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Wild. I guess I'm the weird one for never doing that.
0: No, it it struck me as very strange because here's the thing. I have a lot of male friends and if one of them just like whipped off a shirt and was like, no, we're having this conversation shirtless now, I'd be like, you should get another shirt. (laughs) This is strange. Especially
1: if like no one else is around. I've done that at the pool. Now, Mikey, at the pool, it's like a public place. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. Like if someone came into your house and poured coffee on themselves and then took their shirt off and was like let's just continue this casual conversation
0: he's like it'll air dry what also
1: do you need some ointment for the third degree burns on your chest from pouring <laughs> scalding hot tea on
0: yourself no nah, you i'm just gonna uh, sue mcdonald's uh, <laughs> thanks, for,
2: thanks for making this a cold brew
0: <laughs> that lady really did get burned though like severely burned Like, wild burns. And she got a lot of
1: money because they knew their coffee was too hot. They kept it too hot so people wouldn't drink so much of it.
0: Yeah, but then they mounted that smear campaign against her to make people discredit her case.
1: That actually is, all of that is true, yes.
0: Anyway, he, like, dude, Patrick Swayze's been dead for, what, a week? And he's like, hey, girl, pouring coffee on myself so I'm shirtless. And you're like... Young and gorgeous. And he's like fully preying on her in an emotional yeah, state. Yeah, it's like, weep, 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 weep. I know you're feeling grief, baby. Oh, babe. Exactly like that. Yeah. Was that Justin Guarini? <laughs> <laughs> Little sweet. Little sweet. Coming up with my shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> I poured some tea on myself anyway patrick swayze knocks over the photo of them which is the first time that he he gets emotional enough to move something yeah but that distracts demi more enough to be like it's too soon you've been great but i need you to leave and he's like oh yeah we'll do dinner tomorrow though right and she agrees
1: she's like yes that's fine we can talk about it tomorrow or whatever but she fully would have done it if that picture hadn't fallen over no, I don't think so
0: I think he he was taking advantage of her in an emotional state And yes. she might have done it and probably regretted it Yes, I
1: think she That's exactly what I think would have happened, Paige I honestly think it would have ruined any chance for her and Carl To have a relationship Like, if Carl was a decent dude Because I do think she would be sad about it later on
0: Here's the flip side If Carl was not a murderer Carl!
1: Right.
2: Okay <laughs> If Carl wasn't a murderer okay. If
0: Carl wasn't a murderer If he's not involved, if he's just the friend I could absolutely see them falling into a thing and dating for a while and then breaking up because they felt like it wasn't healthy and it was a trauma bond.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I could see that. But I do think she just is in so much grief and she is like just longing for a connection of any kind that she would have done it and felt terrible about it. Yeah.
0: I think she would have felt bad about it. I don't don't know that she could have gotten through it where I feel like she would have started and then started crying and been like, I know this is a, sorry, sorry, bro. Anyway, Patrick Swayze goes down to the train tracks and jumps through a couple trains to find that one train ghost. And he's like, you can move things. I need you to teach me how to do it. And so they go to like an empty train station and we get like a little kind of like a 10 minute montage of him being like, you have to take all of the emotion and feelings that you have and push items. Yeah. Kind of with your mind, not your body. And Patrick Swayze gets pretty good at it pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, he um, kicks a
1: can or whatever. And then he like uses... Two fingers to like push the shoe or whatever, hither motion (laughs) to be like, hey
0: shoe, you better come shoe. Listen, I get it. You're a ghost.
1: Your girlfriend misses you. There's only one way you can make her happy. Like I get it.
0: Here's what I couldn't... And tell me if you think this is crazy.
1: No, I definitely think he was ghost finger banging her. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. But like, uh, no, that's not the question. The question (laughs) is, so we see him later on, like, push people where they can feel him. He fully beats people up, Paige. He beats people up. He pokes people. They can feel him. But then he holds her hand and she can't feel it. And there's a part of me that's like, does it only work when you're forcing things away from you? Or if he had had enough emotion behind it, could he, could she have felt something when he held her hand?
1: Oh, damn. So Ooh. It's an actual
0: movie question, not a dick question. I'm sorry. I definitely feel
1: like there has to be some hate involved to be able to do it. Because if he touches her and it's only about the amount of feeling you're feeling and he's not feeling enough for her to feel it, that is sad to me. I think it was more like
2: you didn't have a body, right? You're not listening to the creepy dude from the subway. Like you have to like think, you can't think a hold hand, but you can think of like, let's lift this penny or let's push a guy.
0: Okay. It seems inconsistent as rules for me.
1: I do love that we are breaking down the feasibility of this ghost being able to move. Yeah, we gotta be
0: like, hey, hey facts we have to break down the facts of how
1: ghosts work i think that that's fair and every movie presents it differently and we should honor the rules they set up so yeah Paige, i i do have that question too now yeah because i
0: want to know could he conjure up enough emotion to touch her boobs
1: (laughs) okay Ooh, demi your shirt is haunted (laughs) with some boobs mikey i thought you meant ghost nipples (laughs) You know that common Halloween phrase?
0: (laughs) Is ghost nipples where you just can't see them and it's just a blank slate?
2: It's the literally light-colored ones. (laughs) Have you guys ever heard that term? The
0: ones that have have dried out in
2: the sun, so they're just crumbly? (laughs) Ghost nipples is a real term about light-colored nipples.
0: No, that's not real.
1: Please tell me it's not real. Y'all should Google that. That's a real term. Oh my god. God, there's a whole subreddit for it. I'm not going to this on my work
0: computer. <laughs> uh, I'm on well. my podcast computer. I'll jump on this grenade for us. Oh, do I have ghost nipple? <laughs> 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 what is going on? <laughs> people are bragging about their ghost nipples i'm confused hey everyone should love their body no matter the color of the nipple all right there there also seems to be like a chasm of of ghost nipple variation of like some of them are
2: more ghosty than others
0: yeah yeah some some people's tits are more haunted than others <laughs> holy crap i can see crap. that
1: I feel like we've all learned something new today And I didn't because obviously I'm a pervert <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah that's right Mikey You're the one that told us about your ghost nipple obsession It's not an obsession I just I knew the obsession existed.
0: Fetish it's fine whatever you're into Mikey I support no, no. it He just walks into dates like Did you hear that? Ghosts <laughs> if you're here Speak to us I'm going to have to ask you to lift your top up so we can commune <laughs> with the dead.
2: Ma'am, I'm feeling something.
0: Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> your ghost nipples have unfinished
1: business.
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: All right, this, this episode is done. Oh. We're, this, is, <laughs> this is insane.
2: And then I tell him, I'm like, you could take the love with you.
1: when you, like, call them an Uber. Uh Uh-huh. Listen, baby. See you later. You can can take the love with you. See you later.
0: I... Had never thought about the need to classify my nipples as any sort of type of nipple. Paige,
2: why would you? P- Paige, we are men. We have completely objectified and categorized every part of everything because it's an unhealthy dynamic.
0: I didn't I know this existed. I don't understand you guys. I had no idea. Never heard of this. I've
2: always known. <laughs> hold,
0: on. I'm, hold, hold on. I knew this before the
2: internet,
1: I think. Wow. What? Wow. Paige is holding up her phone and she is asking, I'm assuming, Jake, if she has ghost nipples.
0: Correct.
2: I anxiously await for this.
0: (laughs) I feel like he's going to wonder what they are. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he's going to be like, yes, that's why we're together. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I love your boobs. If I had to put money on the response we would get. Something along the lines of loving my boobs is probably going to be it.
1: Yep. Because he is the perfect man.
0: He's great. Yeah. Love him a lot. So it was do his I. birthday this past week. I know. And our anniversary. Boom. Double trouble. I Nailed made it. him a German chocolate cream cheese frosting dump cake situation i'm that sorry this is very delicious a dump cake it's where you put everything just kind of in a thing and then bake it
1: oh i thought it was when you sat on it and took a fart we should move on
0: i mean it's not our wedding night <laughs> i hate
1: both of you so much
2: <laughs> oh he read the message hell yeah he's like is this a trick question <laughs>
0: He says, they don't taste like the ghost nipples I've had in my mouth in the past. (laughs) And I said, which tastes like, question mark, mothballs, oddly. (laughs) Uh, Oh, what does that even mean? I think he's implying that he has had uh, boob relations with a ghost.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that checks out.
0: Or sheets. I would guess it would be mothballs or sheets. (laughs) Uh, My brain is broken about the ghost nipples. Anyway, so... He uh, practices moving Things he manages to do it he goes To find Whoopi Goldberg and She's now she can hear everybody so she's Actually like a practicing psychic now
1: Yeah I got the impression that she Actually was conning people before Sam And then Sam like opened the Portal in her mind so she could hear everyone Right right
0: right this is also where we Get somebody like takes over her body And then when you come out of that you're Kind of out of it for a little bit
1: yeah you're tired
0: So he basically Is like you know like like they're going to come to kill you. I came to warn you. And she has everyone get out except somebody walks in and it's Willie, Prospect Place Willie. Yeah. And so she runs and he basically helps save her. And he's like, all right, I've got a plan, but we're going to need your fake IDs. And then I'll never bother you again, I promise. But like, help me out with this plan. So this is a plan that could only work at a time Before the internet. Yeah. Because they have Whoopi Goldberg come in and create a new signature card, which is her ID for the bank, right? Yeah. They don't require any identification to do this. Well, I mean, they require an ID, but her ID is fake. Right. Her ID is fake. They, They don't test if it's fake. And she has the account number. That's it. Yeah. So then they go upstairs. They get a cashier's check for all that money. She uses her fake ID again. And as they're kind of finishing up the transaction, Molly shows up. To sign some papers regarding Sam's death Yeah So And I'm assuming he just left all his money to her L- Or
1: like life insurance I mean he also worked yeah. at that bank So it could be like any number of things really
0: mm-hmm. Yeah So They make their way into the elevator They get back out onto the street Before Molly can talk to her But Molly does approach one of the other bankers And is like Was that woman Oda May, Whatever And he's like No that was Rita Miller And she was like Oh never mind then So On the street They pass a group of nuns that have, I I believe it's a homeless shelter. Yeah, it is. Uh, and they give them the check, even though she doesn't want to, but she does.
1: Man, that scene of them turning over is so funny to me. Because she is just <laughs> yes. like arguing with Patrick Stewart, who's like, or Swayze, <laughs> shit, who's there. And her like like squeezing onto it while the nun's trying to pull it away, I laugh every time. It's so funny. Uh, $4 million is still a lot of money. <sighs> I mean, yeah. And today it would be like a little over $9 million. And yeah. when the, when the nun checks and sees how much it is and passes out, I was like, I'd pass out too. Yeah. Honestly, if someone handed me a $9 million check today and it was already signed, it was like cash in my hand, I would no longer be a nun. I would be a rich white woman. (laughs) I would make a movie called Kickin' the Habit about me leaving the church. That's all I'm saying. If you gave me $9
0: million, hell yeah,
1: I'm no longer a nun. I'd spend
0: five of it on "Kicking the Habit and four of it. On marketing kicking the habit. Hell yeah. See,
2: I'm too much of an extremist. So if I like joined up the Catholic church priesthood nunnery thing, the priesthood, right? I'd have to go all the way. Like I'd be like, look, I need to go to exorcism school because like I'm not, I don't want to do some boring shit. I wanna, like, we
0: got to do that fucking movie on horror version because it looks uh-huh. so wild. Right, listen, <laughs> I Listen, I got to go to exorcism school. That's where I got my degree in holding people down and shouting scripture into their faces. <laughs> anyway, so. She gives it to the nuns outside because then they can't trace it to her. So she leaves. We cut to Sam goes to the office because in the office, Carl is trying to withdraw that money and it's just gone. And he's freaking the fuck out. He's like typing it into all the different computers. He can't find it. None of the computers work. And he finally, everyone is left and he's going through all of the files and he pushes the chair Behind him Sam pushes the chair Behind him
2: And at this point It takes him out of the scene It does like a ghost haunting Yeah I like that the director Changed the point of view To like a horror movie Kind of format He does Yeah a
0: little bit Cause he like Carl Carl Turns the computer off And then Sam turns it back on And just types in Murderer And then he's like Who's doing that And it's Sam 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 I
1: really wanted him Just to type like Fuck you Or something like Just really aggressive I would have been here for that
0: Yeah. He could have blamed anybody, which would have been really funny. (laughs) Who is it? Walt Disney.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My name is Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. (laughs) And I've come to murder you. To settle the four score.
0: (laughs) I'm
1: here to settle the four score. I think that's a line from uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter.
0: That sounds about right. Anyway, he throws the computer off the desk. He goes to Molly's place. And he's like, hey, I got to ask you about something. You thought Sam was here, but like, maybe you were right. I don't know. Like crazy things happen. And she's like, hey, you seem like you're a little unhinged. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And she mentions that she saw Rita Miller, a.k.a. Whoopi Goldberg, at the bank. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, it said she closed an account. And he was like, I got to go. I'll be back at 11. Okay, bye. I do love that, like, He fully has a
1: conversation with Sam in this scene. He's like, I'll kill her. I'll come back at 11 and I'll kill her. He's like saying that loudly in the kitchen. And she is
0: like, In in an open concept apartment. Exactly.
1: And she is like, I don't know, four feet away from him while he's yelling this at Sam. And she comes back like, Is everything okay? Like, no, it's not. No.
0: Anyway, this is where Sam knows that he has to get to Whoopi Goldberg because that's where Coral is headed next. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he gets over to their house just in time to kind of tip them off before Carl and Willie burst through the door to murder all of them. Yeah. And interrupt Arsenio. Like, come on guys. Who doesn't love Arsenio? Our, honestly, I've opened for Arsenio and he's super cool. <laughs> I mean, he
1: seems oh, nice. Man. I Yeah. I remember his show from when I was a kid.
0: He, uh, for a while, I don't know if he's still doing it, but for like two straight years only had female openers and, um, features and every town he went to like whatever city he was doing a show in he would ask them like who are your two best female comics and then that's who would open so that's how I like ended up opening for him one time damn that's awesome and he did it because he's like people don't realize there's a lot like people are always saying women aren't funny but there's a lot of funny women out there so like every city I've been to they found people and no one's ever let me down yet and so I was just like cool but he was super nice to us he was really great
1: if you want to watch a really funny stand-up special that is a a woman stand-up taylor tomlinson's stand-up she was the other she was the feature i was the opener no shit yeah that stand-up special page next level hilarious
0: it's very 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 funny she's extremely talented yes but she was the feature i was the opener that's awesome show. Natalie and I watched yeah. that
1: last night and laughed like the whole time. It was so great.
0: Very, very talented from San Diego.
1: She's a very smart comic, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm.
0: So he leaves. He goes, grabs Willie. They go after Whoopi Goldberg. Interrupts Arsenia. Whoopi Goldberg and her sisters get away by going into a different apartment, and thus begins Sam like ghost murdering Willie. I love it yeah. by chasing him into the street
1: because. Carl and Willie run into Whoopi Goldberg's apartment, right? And they're like tossing the place. And Willie's like, they must have just left. Let's check. And Carl's like, I'll go check other apartments. And he's like, cool, I'll look around the apartment. And we know because we can see Patrick Swayze, he like slams the door in Willie's face after Carl leaves and then rings the doorbell, which I found hilarious. That you see the doorbell slam in Willie's face and then you hear ding dong. (laughs) <laughs> and then like yep. this
0: insane <laughs> ghost fight scene happens Yep, i
1: loved every second of it
0: crazy and he's like tossing the apartment yeah he chases him down and willie runs past carl and carl's <laughs> just like what is happening and like follows him out into the streets where willie runs in front of traffic and gets hit by a car a bus and then another car yeah and he gets like banana squeezed He goes out
1: just like Brad Pitt does in Devil's Advocate or whatever that movie's called, where he gets, like, hit by
0: four different cars.
2: Not Devil's Advocate. That's Keanu Reeves. Meet
0: Joe Black? It is Meet Joe Black, yeah. Yeah, but he, like Mikey described earlier, where he gets kind of banana peeled out. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, no, and then it showed his body back in the cars, and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, well, when (laughs) you squeeze a body,
1: like he gets squeezed between two cars, your soul shoots out like a banana.
0: Yeah, 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 and makes this kind of sound. (laughs)
2: which is the
1: you know the banana is your soul and your body is the peel right yeah so it squeezes you out yeah
0: and if you're good they make you into banana bread and if you're bad they throw you in the trash and by
1: they she means the shadows that Mm -hmm. literally appear and pull willy to hell but this is the time where they look good
0: yes because it literally looks like the shadows in the scene around kind of like just pick up and become sentient and kind of yes. drag him off. It's cool. Very cool looking. It looks good. Yeah. It holds up. This one holds up. Yeah.
1: The next one looks ridiculous.
0: Right. So we cut to Molly's apartment where they, ha- he's already kind of talked Whoopi Goldberg into going because they have to warn her. They know that that's where Coral is going next. Yeah. And so they try to get into the apartment. They can't because she's like, you're a con artist. And so they do the thing of like, here are things that you know, who who would know this? And then we're gonna put a penny under the door and make it levitate and so then she's like, Oh my god, it is you. This is crazy. So she opens the door and they kind of explain, like, hey, Carl's been laundering money, he's gonna try and kill you. We gotta like wait to fight him here, essentially. Yeah. And at this point, Patrick Swayze is like, I would give anything to touch her once more. And Whoopi Goldberg's like, Focus. All right.
1: You can get in this body and touch your girlfriend.
0: Yeah, you can inhabit my body. And then the movie plays it as her and Patrick Swayze having this like romantic makeout moment and but you have to remember it's Whoopi Goldberg that she's making out with. Like yeah. there is a, a very odd dynamic happening.
1: Is it a threesome?
0: kind of I
1: would say it's a two and a half some
0: I would also be here for after this movie her and whoopi Goldberg being like so like what's your deal what's up
1: do you want to open a bookstore and then becoming a couple and then them solving ghost crimes together like here how is this for not ghost it. 2 it.
0: Yes. Yeah. But
2: they don't do a lot of kissing. I thought the scene was weird. I was like, this scene's going to be bonkers. And it was not as bad as I remembered it.
0: Well, it kind of reminds me of like Wonder Woman, the most recent Wonder Woman where she's like using Chris Pine's body.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, but Whoopi Goldberg
1: consented.
0: Yeah. That's,
1: yeah. <laughs> that is the significant difference between this movie that was set in 1990 and Wonder yeah. Woman that came out like a year and a half ago. And they only did it for like two minutes.
0: Here's- how creepy Wonder Woman is, is that there was consent in this scenario. And I'm still like, oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: because there's none in, in Wonder Woman. Yeah. And they Straight up bone.
0: Yeah. Isn't it like a different guy that she like puts Chris Pine in his body? Yeah. Yep. Complicated.
1: It's not that complicated. Like, it's just something you wouldn't do.
0: It's co- I say complicated in the sense of like someone had to think about that and write that down.
1: Yeah, they did. And the law. So during this scene Like the build up to them Like you know Just like dancing And making out And sort of snuggling I convinced Natalie I was like oh man This scene's about to get really weird Because she hadn't seen it yet And she was like wait What happens And I was like Her and Whoopi Goldberg Have sex here And she's like what <laughs> And I was like no It it happens <laughs> And because the lead up to it Feels like they're gonna do it Like they're gonna have sex Oh you mean like the movie Big Yes when- Yeah Yeah Mikey that grown woman has sex with a 12-year-old. The 13-year-old, no year old, yeah. Yeah,
2: in a man's body.
1: I mean, at least everyone in this scene consents. But like I right. sh- I had her convinced they were about to have sex.
0: Honestly, I think if they had not been interrupted by Carl at the Carl at the door, maybe they would have.
1: Yeah. There's no telling.
0: No who could who's to say? Anyway, uh they climb out the window under the fire escape and up to the roof level, leaving Patrick Swayze in the apartment because he is devoid of ghost energy yeah he's ghost tired tired.
2: yeah uh he is in a ghost refractory period (laughs) it's ghost factory period yeah 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 Yeah, yeah.
0: so they climb up to the roof
2: when you go inside someone page it takes me about 15 minutes to be able to go inside someone again
0: (laughs) i've never
1: experienced this Different for women. Both times you see it done in this movie, it's both men who get ghost tired. Oh no! I'm
0: people just can't wait to get back in there. OK, you know what? Fair. I, I believe it's you. like if you go through a haunted house and then you come back out and you're like, can we go through again? And they're just like, I guess Hell I'm just yeah. a teenager at a carnival. <laughs> so anyway, they're running on the joists of one of the upper levels. Yeah. And Carl is below them trying to kind of like grab them. He does get Whoopi Goldberg down for a little bit and he's trying to kind of he's about to shoot her, but he's like beating her up. And Sam is tackles him off of her yeah and allows them to kind of get away while he and sam have a push fight and he throws like a pulley like one of the hooks for raising things up off the street yeah and it breaks a window but that broken window falls and like guillotines his chest yeah that's a wild dark death dude and
1: the the blood spray is like there's a lot of it and it is it's gross. the worst part it's the worst part yeah. of all that
0: Yeah. So he pops up as a ghost and the Dementors come and take him. But this is the one with the (laughs) weird jack-o'-lantern face that doesn't quite hold up as much.
1: It's so great, but it looks just like a a jack-o'-lantern.
0: Yes. Uh, But at this point, once he gets taken away, now Patrick Stewart slash Patrick Swayze has completed the task they have left on Earth. And so the Sailor Moonlight people go to call him up to the heavenly place. And this is where they have that conversation of like, I do love you. I always loved you. You get to take all that love with you. Okay, bye. See ya. Because she can hear him now. I think it's because
1: right. he is going into the light. Like right. God's just like, okay, I'll let you have this one, Demi. And she can hear him and see him even. Right, right. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was fine with it. But this is where he's like slow walking it into heaven and turning around every five seconds to say something he's else. like, oh, I've been practicing this speech. But wait, wait, wait. See ya. Here's looking at you, kid. Like, every, like, weird, like, tagline at the end of a movie, he says on his way out. Yeet! <laughs> <laughs> that's what it would
2: be if it was today. It's so much so that Willie Goldberg is like, they're waiting for you. You have to you have to go like, now. Like,
1: that literally happens. Willie Goldberg's like, yeah. listen, they're not going to wait forever. You've got to go. You've been saying goodbye for 35 minutes, Patrick. Right. Patrick Stewart... It's not gonna wait this long while beaming you up. All right? Yeah. You've gotta go Patrick Swayze. You see how I worked him in? Yeah. Boom. Professional comedian.
0: And And that's that's the movie. movie.
1: So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Ghost? I really liked it.
0: I like it as a movie. Uh, Jury's out on nipples
1: (laughs) I will say This episode is bonkers And like very silly It's like On the level of the movies We don't like And we're just like Making fun of the whole time I genuinely love this movie I'll watch it again I really enjoy it
0: It made me cry a lot Same I
1: cry so much During this movie It is very sweet like, I legit love this movie, think it's great, but man, this was a fucking hilarious conversation. <laughs> I love you guys so much. I knew it was going to
2: be weird, but not this weird.
1: Yeah, when yeah. Mikey brought up ghost nipples, I was like, oh, we're in a weird spot tonight. That is revelant. That is
2: revelant. <laughs> I did not sleep at all. Coffee
0: before. lover. Coffee uh, <laughs> lover.
1: K-A-U-F-E-E. I also do again want to remind the audience that Mikey is running on like four minutes of sleep because he was being (laughs) a legit hero last night like <laughs>
0: not really
1: so Paige, you have some fun facts for us yes so hit us with your fun facts Ghost ghosty fun,
0: fun facts, facts. <laughs> so there are a ton of fun facts for this movie it because it is beloved it's, yes. it's kind of like uh while you were sleeping where there's just like a million fun facts because people have loved it for years so i'm not going to get to all of them if you are curious definitely google it there's a million different lists um but some of the things that stood out to me so Whoopi Goldberg was not who they had in mind for the role. Really? Uh, it was written completely differently. But Patrick Swayze really liked her and advocated for them to give the role to her. And I don't think this movie works without her. Me so either. Like, he, he had the absolute right instincts.
1: Who are they going to cast? Wait, it was the 90s? Miss Cleo. Was it Miss Cleo? <laughs> it was not Miss Cleo. I think it was supposed to be
0: a, a a white woman, kind of more of a hippie vibe. I, I mean, that, that probably would have been
2: fine, but Whoopi Goldberg's amazing. It was originally written for Miss Frizzle from The Magic School Bus. <laughs> I mean,
0: basically... Originally, she was supposed to be actually psychic, not conning people.
1: Mm, that's boring. I feel
0: like she does become psychic in this movie because before I feel like
1: she was conning people.
0: Right. In the original script, she was psychic the whole time. Oh, uh, OK. And so that's something that kind of in early drafts of the script, especially once they had Whoopi on board, they changed because they thought it would be funnier if she wasn't and then becomes yeah. psychic. I think it is So The sounds made by the dark shadows Are the sounds of babies' cries Played at extremely slow speeds In reverse
1: Oh wow That is I mean it was a creepy sound But that's wild Yeah
0: mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze Before his untimely death Has said that The pottery scene Was the sexiest thing He's ever done on film Agree Honestly Because I know He's done sex scenes in other sure. stuff before I've seen Dirty Dancing But like There is something About the connection In that scene Where you're not seeing a lot It's really focused on them and their faces and the experience it's very effective even though it doesn't show a ton and i actually really like it i think it is extremely sexy good job yeah he also says that this is one of the hardest roles he ever had to play in his career wow okay he does a lot of acting in this movie. he does and he's great in it like could you cast somebody else maybe but he does a good job like i didn't sit there thinking who else should do this I sat there thinking, like, yeah, this is him. Like, this is his role, basically. Yeah, it it seemed
2: like it was, like, dopey all-American dude gets murdered and, like, learns he has to revenge that, you know? Well,
0: and the reason they chose him is because they saw an interview where he brought up his father, who had passed at the time, and he actually cried in the interview. And they were like, uh, a kind of bigger, hulkier guy who's in touch with his emotions is kind of perfect for this role because he has this very, let's call it traditionally stereotypical masculine vibe of, I have to protect her. But also he truly loves her and connects with her on an emotional level. And I do think that definitely works in the movie. The pot in the pottery scene was not supposed to fall apart, uh, but it did. And then they just kept going with the scene. I mean, it works for the scene. Like, it works really well. It was hot. Demi Moore was given the part because she could cry on cue. And she's also good in the movie. Like, she cries a lot
2: in the film. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, she, was, she had been in other movies prior to this movie, so she was a, a well-known actress, but she wasn't super famous. But this movie turned her into the highest paid actress in Hollywood at the time. That does
1: not surprise me. This movie does super well. We'll talk about it
0: yeah natalie can also um,
1: cry in command which makes like arguing deceiving yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. i mean i don't think she's ever done it like in an
0: argument or whatever but like but there's no way for you to know right yeah
1: i i watched um obviously i'll the movie on netflix that she was in the patsy and loretta movie and she has like a close-up crying at um patsy cline's casket like it's just her in the casket crying and i was like i've seen that face before <laughs> i know what you're doing there
0: When they were filming the scene where he chases Willie down after being shot, it was extremely cold and they didn't want ghost Patrick Swayze to have visible breath on screen. So they made him chew ice.
1: Oh, I mean, that does work, but that's wild. I bet he was freezing because he wasn't even wearing a jacket like it's just him and the blouse and the pleated pants.
0: Yeah. Uh, So Tony Goldwyn, who plays Carl, uh, (laughs) admitted in an interview to the AV Club in 2014 that one time he went to a restaurant and one of the waitresses didn't want to serve him and was just like glaring at him the whole time. And then she finally walked up and was like, wait a second, are you an actor? And he was like, yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I knew that I hated you, but I couldn't remember why or where what? I hated you from because I couldn't place you and then had to admit that like he was like, yeah, I was in this movie. And She's like, oh, you're the bad guy in Ghosts, which is really funny to me. Well, he's been a bad guy in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So Patrick Swayze actively campaigned for this role. Kind of once they had the initial conversations about it and reached out to him, he dove in um, and he has explained in interviews that he wanted to do it because he had just come off roadhouse and next of kin, and he didn't want to just be an action actor. He wanted to do something different, which this is a very different movie. And I, it is. I do really like it.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of action in it, but it's really way more emotional than action.
0: Yeah. When passing through solid objects, ghosts appear to was- absorb some of the material through which they're going. So this is the doors. Yeah. Thing where he tries to go through the door and it kind of solidifies him for a second. Um, And it was something that they had a lot of difficulty kind of grappling with on the movie. But Jerry Zucker, basically, as he was trying to explain what he wanted, he basically dipped a napkin into coffee and was like, "I kind of want it to look like this." So that's why when you kind of it does look like that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because when he touches the door, the door, you can see his arms start to like turn into more solid yes. or whatever. It like goes up his sleeve. Like it's done really well for 1990.
0: It's great. Yeah. Um. And the screenwriter didn't like the idea of the dark spirits having faces and hands. So that's why only that one has them. He wanted them to just look like shadows come to life, which is the most effective ones do. Yeah.
1: Those are the ones that work really well.
0: Yeah. It's that one with the weird smiley face.
1: Yeah. Why do they have a jack-o'-lantern on one of them? Because if you do what you love, you'll never work a day <laughs> in your life. That guy is so jazzed to be taking people to hell.
0: I'm going to end on this one. Okay. Because I think it's going to prompt a bit of a reaction. <laughs> it took several months for director Jerry Zucker and the writer of the movie, Bruce Joel Rubin, to come up with Sam's last line in the film. What I are you
1: saying? So much. His
0: last line is
1: See ya. See, See you ya later. later. <laughs>
0: And they've admitted this in, like, interviews where they were like, yeah, we really struggled with that one. And I was like, you could have left it at the line before it where you take all that love with you. Yes, it was a beautiful line.
1: See ya, quote unquote, is a hat on a hat. Like, you have said the perfect last words. It's amazing. The love. You take it with you. You
0: can't beat that. Yeah, uh,
1: those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those amazing fun facts, Paige. Let's talk some box office. This movie, Ghost, came out in 1990. What do you think the production budget was for Ghost? 15 million. I'm
0: going to say 6 million.
1: Okay. It's a little bit more than that, guys. It was $22 million. Okay. Yikes, okay. Which, I mean, it was 1990, so if you adjust for inflation, that's actually quite a bit more. It's almost $50 million. It's $49.9 million. But you've got some pretty gnarly, awesome special effects for that time period. Right. You've got some pretty bigish named people. So, like, I can see why it was that expensive.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: All right. The movie premiered on July 13th, 1990. It was number two in the theaters. It was beat by a movie that Demi Moore's husband was in, Die Hard 2, although I'm not sure they were married at the time. Die Harder. No. Uh, it, <laughs> Die Hard 2. That's what was, it's called. It's just Die Hard 2, Mikey. Uh, excuse me. If you look at this
2: text right here.
1: It does say Die Harder on that goddamn poster. You're right, (laughs) Mikey. And you know what? I apologize.
0: They got married in in the late 1980s.
1: Okay, so they were married at the time. So Ghost premiered in Die Hard 2, Die Harder. It was that movie's second week, and it still didn't beat it. So I bet there was like some friendly ribbing back at the house, mainly for her pleasure, about how (laughs) his movie did better, right? Obviously, Ghost was number two. Another movie featuring a short king, Days of Thunder, was number three.
2: Days of thunder fucking
1: slaps. Are you kidding me? Cole Trickle was a NASCAR god. Uh, a re-release of The Jungle Book was number four. And then The Adventures of Ford Fairlane was number five. That's a wild movie. Is it?
2: Never
0: heard of
1: that. Me either. What do you yeah, think?
0: It's Andrew Dice Clay. It's wild. It's not good. No,
1: I'm sure it's terrible. What do you think Ghost made in its opening weekend? Hmm. It was number two. Yes, it was. I'm gonna say twelve million dollars. Okay. Paige, what do you think it made? I'm gonna
0: say fifteen.
1: Ah, Paige, Die Hard didn't even make fifteen. It made fifteen. Ah. It made fourteen point five. Ghost made twelve point one million dollars in its mm. opening weekend. It was then in theaters for a total of twenty five weeks. It premiered in July. It was July 13th. It didn't leave theaters till December 28th. That was its last weekend in theaters. So what do you think it made domestically over its 25 week run? Jeez. Oh, 78 million. Okay.
0: I'm going to say 82.
1: All right, guys. Are you ready?
2: 154
1: or something. It made million. It like made a shitload of money. Although it made more overseas. It made $299.9 million overseas. So it's a total of $517.5 million. And if you adjust for inflation, guys, this movie... Made over a billion dollars. It's 1.175 billion dollars. And that's again if you adjust for inflation. 1990s dollars, it made 517 million, which you know Demi Moore brought up at the dinner table when Die Hard only brought in 219.8 million dollars in the box office. Whew. I'm not saying that's the reason they got divorced. But I am saying John McClane might not have handled his wife making more money than him well. He seems like the type. They
2: didn't get they didn't get divorced for many, 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 many years after that.
1: That's fair. But that is your box office. So, Mikey, you want to hit him with that romance scale? Yeah, our
2: the romance scale is a scale of one to ten of how romantic we found the film when we watched it today. Uh,
1: Paige?
0: Um. Uh, I do find this pretty romantic. I'm going to give this a five.
1: Shit, I was going to give it a five. You got to stop picking my numbers, Paige. Guys, I was going to
2: give it like a seven. Nice.
0: Okay. That's acceptable. Oh, my I, I cried.
2: Like, I actually cried.
1: And Mikey, you don't typically cry during these types of movies, question mark? I'm asking. I don't know. No, I do. I
2: do cry. I cry okay. more in romantic stuff, but not on like- not usually. Like, I oh, do god. if they're good, but like I was like, oh, this is good. Like, I didn't think I was going to cry, and then when that light came up, I was like, god dang it. God damn it, you got me, Swayze. <laughs> He's like, you take the love with you. It's real. And I'm like, oh, my God. See ya. And then your tears <laughs> just dry up
1: like the Sahara. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's our romance scale. <laughs> <Well, camp>. Awesome. <laughs> so this week, Paige, you made us all watch Ghost, and honestly, thank you so much. Mikey, it's your turn next week. What are you making us watch for the last week of October. Well, I'm not going to piss everybody off again. So
2: we will do Practical Magic.
1: Thank Yay! God we're not going to have to watch some terrible time loop movie where it's fully just a horror movie. That is the That was
2: such a scary movie.
1: <laughs> it was. It was terrible. <laughs> I am excited to see Practical
2: Magic. I have not seen it. It's been a while for me. I know my brother's a big fan because he commented in the Facebook group about it. Really? Yeah. I didn't even realize he was in the Facebook group. I wasn't either. And I was like, what's he
1: talking about? Midnight margaritas. Well your homework for next week Is to find out what midnight margaritas Means while watching Sandra Bullock And Nicole Kidman in Practical Magic Mm -hmm. So Mikey do you have a review for us to read Well while you're looking one up I'll tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast And that is to leave us a five star text Review and we'll have Mikey read it for you So Mikey whose review are you Going to do this week Okay, Aaron Butters Oh what does Butters have to say Oh I call my new dog Butters because her name's Buttercup. You guys seriously had me at hello. Aw. I
2: love that. A few months ago, I hadn't listened to a single podcast. Like at all? Yeah, good for you. That's how I, that's how I live my life. My sister showed me the app and downloaded her favorites. I don't, like, there's like four apps, but that's okay. At least I know that. Horror <laughs> Version was the first one I listened to and binged it. Uh, loved it. Just joined Patreon. Oh, wow. Thank me, you very you, much and needed more of you guys, and started Romancing the Pod. I don't even like romantic comedies, but I love you guys, all cap. I can't even listen to any other podcast because the chemistry is not the same. I listen all day at work and laugh my ass off. Ooh, she cursed. Uh, You guys are great. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. Paige, I just started cult podcast to five stars hell yeah everyone if you haven't listened to cult
1: podcast you should go listen well aaron butters thank you so much for that awesome five star review we really really appreciate it so um yeah guys if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast make sure to check out our other podcast the horror virgin and that is the only other podcast that mikey and i are on but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts
0: Yep, that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige.
1: I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd.
0: And you complete us.
2: Ghost depletion. At least we didn't talk about what having sex with a ghost was like, like we did that one episode, and I'm really glad that we didn't do that. But also, do you know why you can't get pregnant from a vampire, Paige? No. Because they have to have permission to come inside.
0: <laughs> God damn it. I, hate, I hate this so much.
1: <laughs> Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes that have nothing to do with the movie, but Todd still <laughs> loves nerds.
2: <laughs> it's Halloween. Whatever. Ghost.
1: <laughs> Boobs. <laughs>
2: <laughs>